This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Soulstone Development Hell Number Four. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly/soulstone2019. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, MP3 player, or real man phone. Today is March 24th. 2019. This is your main man, Dead Today I got like two or possibly three of like my second favorite type people. First of all, we got returning to you from the land of the Division Agency and some Diablo 2 nonsense. It's Shazam! What's going on? <laughs> also, we got a rock star uh, in the house. Uh, if you heard our uh, uh, episode titled Development Hell Number 4, we have the author of Development Hell Number 4, himself, Dreadside. Hey. <laughs> Good to be also, here. Also, also joining us possibly later, stuck in California epic traffic, we're going to have Rona. The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he'll be here later, uh, possibly. So, anyway. Whew, it has been a week. I was on uh, I was on the vacation. That's why y'all didn't have me last week's show. Uh, but, uh, again, internet high-fives go out to the Shazam and Vesperio for a great show last week without the greed. I didn't know y'all could do one without greed, so nice. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but uh Shazam, I wanna get into I wanna get into the weeks in gaming quick and then I wanna get into this document because this thing is epic. So Shazam, how was your week, man? What'd you do? Um I played the division on PC and PlayStation because I had to buy it on PlayStation. Cause nobody is gonna nobody plays with me on either. I realized that after I bought it on PlayStation. And then I decided to try out the Median XL version of Diablo 2, which I find that to be a pretty pretty darn good um, version of Diablo 2. Other than um, I created a Necromancer 
with one thing to make a whole bunch of skeletons and stuff. And I realized that they took out the skeleton mob, um, you know, minions. And they replaced them basically with witch doctor minions being the little... The, oh, the um, fetishes? Yeah, the little fetishes and the um, gargantuans and stuff. Which I find that to be pretty weird, but... They added like 30 new um, skills to every class and... New engine and a whole bunch of end game. They added like 50... 51 um, character levels and stuff like that, so. They did a pretty darn good job at it, other than they need that, they need that shared stash, but other than that, it's pretty darn good. I can't complain. Nice. Um, played Diablo 3 in the weekend a little bit, not very much. I almost tied my season high from last season. I'm one, one away. Yeah, you're right there, man. You're you're crushing it, brother. Yeah, I don't feel like playing for the last month of back pain, and then after that, just not feel like playing. I'm still doing all right compared to not playing for a month. Other than that... I was going to say, uh, man, is your, is, your, is your back, like, epically better? Maybe. No. <laughs> Did you not hear me? Okay. Anyway. Oh yeah. It's Sorry. Back. Sorry. It's it's back to normal. Good man. I'm super happy about that, but I know you were. I know you threw your back out uh, carrying the greed on that show, and <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was bad, bro. It was bad. <laughs> uh, good man. I'm so I'm glad, man. You know it's. it's Everybody takes their health for granted, man. And then when you injure yourself, like, you know, I injured my foot. And man, whoo, that was, it's still ridiculous. But, you know, when you injure your back or something like that, then you, it's like a wake-up call. Of, man, maybe I should be taking better care of myself a little bit, you know? Because, man, that, it ain't fun to be sick or be injured. That's for sure. Well, anyway, back in the weeks in gaming, I'll go with Dread Scythe, man. Well, he, what, you been, what you been up to, man? Uh... Oh, uh, weeks in gaming is is slipping into last minute baby prepping because uh, there's yeah. only about a week or two left. Um, but didn't get didn't get really get a chance to play so much the last week, uh, even though I really wanted to, and I really want to get the fourteen hundred. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be my highest paragon, but with all the season buffs and everything. Um, I've already gotten a 114 down on my Wiz. I think with the setup, because I did a setup change, because I'm doing, I'm just doing Meteor Shower, Tal's Channeling. I'm not doing any kind of Star Pack variant. Um, I could probably do 115 currently, and I really want to do that, because that would be the highest I've ever done. Um, Paragon, like I said, is is only twelve hundred. The augments are only around a hundred, a hundred and six. So the but the gear is really good. I have three primals, and for our Tal's wizard, it's the Death Wish, the Ashnagars, and the Convention. So those are three very good primals to have because it basically maxes nice. out like your damage and defensive ability, like right there. Everything else is really close. Um, so yeah, just getting the 114 down, that's my highest ever. Uh, 
and just just rolling with it, just just trying to get that one fifteen before I hear the what? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's gonna we'll cut down on your gaming a little bit, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But but you know what? It, I, I I went in. Uh, I say my brothers in arms, uh, basically the guys that I always start a season with for oh God, like the, like the last couple of years at this point, uh, we've always started the season together and we've always tended to group up and play together throughout the season, however long or short that lasts, depending on the season. Um, it's, it's like, like we went into this and we all knew like, this is my last season. I have to go broke. I'm going to play wizard. I'm going to do the towels. Just get me my six piece and then I'll carry. <laughs> so I felt bad the first couple of days because I was using gears. I was farming. And then like I got all my towels. I'm like, oh, I can carry now. Easy hundreds. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's pretty much been it for the last couple of weeks. Just so get in, grind the Paragon. We'll get into that whole discussion a little bit about Paragon, along with a lot of other things that we won't waste time now. But yeah, that's pretty much been it. Grind, grind, grind. As far as me, um, like I said, I was on vacation uh, with Houston. Uh, had a had a good time. Uh, really went to Houston for, uh, you know, my wife's my wife's German, and so I had to get her stuff to care of, uh, visa and passport stuff. And then so while we were there, you know, we had a little, we had a little fun. I went to a, um, I went to a Tesla store. Oh my God! If you thought I loved them cars before, when I just seen pictures of them, Jesus Christ, those cars are awesome. I mean, look, I know it's electric, all that, blah blah blah, but my God, that is a super, dang, that is a super nice. I I didn't like the X until I said it. Because I always thought, you know, the doors that came up from the side, like something DeLorean or something. And I'm like, hmm, I never really liked those, like seeing them on TV or something, you know, or because you know, I've never seen one in, in person because they're 130 grand. So, you know, that's the price of a dang house. So it's not like there's, you know, there's not hundreds of them running around. Mm. I, but um, going to the Tesla store and actually seeing it, like, Jesus, first of all, Dang, I mean, dang, them cars were, whoo, they are sick. I, I decided that I like the S much better than the X, and um, well, that's kind of weird for me because I'm not a, I'm more of a trucker SUV type person, so that was kind of weird. As far as gaming goes, um, yeah, I, I grabbed like a Bulbarian and leveled that, I'm doing a little leap, leap quake action, and uh, eh. I've hit like 106 on um, two characters now. I'm still on both the wizard, uh, the um, wizard. I said wizard. I don't know why. I don't play wizard. The witch doctor. I'm still on the witch doctor leaderboard, and I'm still on the crusader leaderboard for both of my 10. And for some reason, they're both 106s. So I smashed 106 with both of those. And uh, yeah. Anyway, and uh, working on my barbarian. Got some gear and. Um, you know, I've been, uh, I think I rolled, I want to say, more than 100,000 blood shards on the shield. And, um, when was it? Saturday morning I was playing, and um, I was just clicking the little button, you know, click, click, click. You know how you go, go over to Kadala, and you just 
you know, I wait till I have about 750 blood shards so you can fill an entire stash, you know, your entire inventory with shields. And I was just over there, click, 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 click. And I didn't even, I wasn't even looking at the shields. I was just clicking the button. And then I went to the blacksmith and dumped all the yellows and blues. And I looked over and I was like, oh, there was actual Accurate's Awakening. And then I moused over it and I was like, oh, snap. It's freaking ancient. And it's rolled just like I need it to be. Wow. So now the only thing I need is bracers on my Crusader. Man. I think that's the hardest I've ever had to farm for a piece. Because I usually, you know, you know how you do it. You run, you get some shards, you spend some shards, you run some more, you spend some shards. Maybe you, you know, maybe you convert an item or you get some yellows and try to, you know, make them, have to, you know, try to upgrade them. But I just, I mean, I had horrible luck trying to get that shield. And it just for some reason, she was not wanting to give it to me. And finally, she was just like... Hey, I see you rolled a barbarian. Here's a shield. <laughs> so I think the I think the way to get the shield was roll the barbarian. And then she was like, Hey, since you're playing a barbarian now, here's here's a shield. It's like oh Crusader. You quit that class here, go back to it. <laughs> yeah. So i I got back on the Crusader a little bit. I've been playing that. Just got up to one oh six, which is fine. I I'm like 11k Paragon around that area. I'm almost 12. It's fine. I'm having fun. Um, you know, it's it's just been. We were like full clip, and then they announced that the season was going to be an extra two months long, and it kind of took a little bit of the wind out of ourselves. We kind of everybody kind of split and started playing like Dawn of Man and Division Two and. Uh, that other game, Exiles <laughs> 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 and and uh, PlayStation and Jesus, no, and you know, so it's kind of been a thing. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not. I'm not mad about the about the season extension because I think that it means that season 17 is going to be good. I mean, I, I don't know what this—I don't know what the theme, the new theme's going to be, and we talked about that a lot on this show. And I don't know if you, uh, yourself, Dread Scythe, has, has put any thought into that season themes type. But um, man, I really hope that this, this season themes are because we we did a whole long segment on like what we thought season themes could be. Like we had um, one uh, one of our fan favorites was like. Um, we called it the season of the wanderer which you get a traveler's pledge and compass rose uh buff you know playing off of the other there was another one called see the people uh some of the community members came up with like season of the hell where you get like a you know a, yeah yeah you know you get it, the buff from the from yeah. the uh, necklace but there was a, there was we had a bunch of we we had a long list of like maybe ten or twelve different um, ideas that either we or the community came up with. It was like a fun we had a fun little segment, and not saying that Blizzard's going to listen to what we have to say, or I, I'm just hoping that the that because for us or for me for the show, what I was saying was like the first two seasons were like season of the greed best name ever. <laughs> um, 
which was like you know double treasure goblins and then the next season was season of the Haradrum, worst theme ever uh double uh uh bags from material when you do a bounty uh, it knows were like one direction i thought and then they went to season of the grandeur which is what we're doing now and that's like you know you get a free ring of royal grandeur buff and i thought that was like in a different direction you know what i mean because the first two were like things that had already been done you know mm -hmm. like double goblins double bags you know we were like trying to figure out when at that point before season of the grandeur came out we were trying to figure out like where are they going with these themes you know like we got you know we got double goblins we got double bags what are they gonna do double xp double gold like it, it, it seemed like it was an idea, but we, at that point, members of the show and members of the community couldn't come up with, like, what else can they double? Like, you know, goblins, gear, double gear, that'll ruin the season, you know? Like, we couldn't figure out, like, what, double gold? Nobody cares about gold anyway. And then they came out with, with the... Um, with the ring of royal grandeur and it like spun us up into like this new direction of like oh so we started looking at things that in the game that you know they actually could do like ring of royal grandeur you know uh traveler's pledge uh, the uh, hellfire necklace uh it just you know um like maybe a, es a free esoteric or something you know anyway we talked about it a lot on the other on, the, on one of the other shows and it was um I had fun with it, and um, and then I ran across this document. <laughs> so people started talking about this document. It's called the Development uh, Hell Number Four. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, first of all, a couple things I want to say before we even get into this is uh, one: this is this isn't from like Blizzard or anything. This is just. From community, this is a community-based thing, and this is not like this is going to be set in stone and this is what's going to happen or anything like that. These are just ideas, and I wanted to say, my God, sir, wow, this is. First of all, I was blown away because I, because you know they were talking about the, the document, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check that out, and I looked at it and I thought, Jesus, freaking wow, what the heck? Because I thought it was just going to be like a write-up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I thought it was going to be like, you know... A bullet point God, outline, is, you know, forum yeah, post. Yeah. <laughs> this is... First of all, I wanted to, you know, just give you the internet high five because, my God, brother, this thing is... The reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because, man, this thing is awesome. And I thought that, you know, for our audience, you know, like, just go over it. Not... We ain't got to go word for word over anything. But I just wanted to say, man... All 16 and a half thousand of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to say that whether you agree with some of the ideas, maybe you think, oh, this idea is great, or this idea is horrible. My God, they can't do that. Or Jesus, I never thought of that. Or, you know, no matter what you think, the amount of work you put into that, dang, I, I just wanted to say. Wow, I was blown away, man. For real. Thank you. No, it, it's appreciated. And uh, I mean, I, I remember that I started last December 6th 
that's when the uh, the creation date was started. And I don't know when the Twitter, because uh, for those who don't know, I got to a point where, all right, I think I'm at a point where I can actually continue this. Because like the, the very beginning was doing that preface. That was, I did the preface, and then I just built a table of, of areas I wanted to hit. And it was originally five or six chapters because there's chapters and then there's some sections for each one of those and the sections are kind of like could be like are just like can be huge things by themselves um but then like i then i'm i started thinking like no i have to approach this not as my little pet project let me outreach to some of the other streamers let me outreach just a couple of my buddies and see like what would they like to see change the entire stash uh, section idea came from everybody else. I w- wasn't going to yeah. touch the stash, but I asked, okay, what would you like to see in the stash? I'm like, let me put my brain to it. Let me see if I can do it. So that was one example of of an unintended section of a chapter that wasn't originally there. And then uh, was there actually more that could have been put in there? Maybe. <laughs> but, hey, I yeah. wanted, but I wanted the document itself to be cohesive with itself and I didn't want it to seem like it was going off on like a thousand different tangents. I wanted it to be good by itself. Before before we get into a whole bunch of of this could, could you just give us like a because you know a lot we got a lot of listeners that uh, one probably don't watch us on YouTube or we're live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. They just uh, you know maybe iTunes or uh, whatever the um, non-real man phone uses uh, to podcast uh, you know, we got a lot of people that just listen. So, um, you know, like, just give us a uh, like an overview of, of what what this is, what what you know, what is it about, and just like kind of like a, just a small overview type thing. Okay, I'll take that as a challenge. <laughs> um, no, it, it's actually really easy. Um, I usually don't try to start out with this. In fact. If you see the intro video I did, I kind of say it and then I immediately move past it because I, I try not to tout myself, uh, waving my hands, all New Yorker style. Um, but uh, I got started with Diablo three uh, when it was bef- when it, right before it hit Friends and Family Alpha. I was inspired by six in of the now archived Diablo fans. Womp womp. Um, and his and Sixin's podcast with Force Gaming, if you happen to remember who that is, um, because I started with StarCraft, moved in the WoW, and Diablo was going to be my new home for a while. I wanted it to be my home, but I wanted to have a community. I wanted to have new friends. I want to have a fresh outlook on this new game. So I created. Let's just say I created three different websites. I had a sponsored Ventrilo for the launch night of beta that was 300 slots, had it filled with 20 guilds that we were supporting for free on the damn thing, because if we were a game charger, why were we going to charge them? And it was a ball, and I met so many people from that time. A few of them I still am, I talk to today, or at least, you know, still follow them on Twitter, still see how they're doing, they still see how I'm doing, you know, acquaintances, friendly acquaintances. But this document is kind of a summation of all those different perspectives, all those different viewpoints, because 
as I've gotten older and I think hopefully wiser, I've tried to expand my perspective on things. And whether it's, you know, life or a game, you have to do that. So with everything that happened last BlizzCon and how we were all individually, I don't want to use the, the big term mourning what happened at BlizzCon, even though mourning, I guess, feels more appropriate than not. Um, I'm like, no, I, I want to do something constructive. And this is kind of the end result. I wanted to do something that was constructive, that injected a sense of critical thinking to the max, make it a picture book, because I have to admit it needs a lot of pictures so people can actually understand that what these are in concept and also reality and give it also a basis like this may be feasible um and last but not least blizzard quality dictates more or less nowadays that by the time we see beta the game could be released that is blizzard quality in a nutshell so by the time we see diablo 4 in a beta phase it is too late for almost any idea to get implemented because the game is at a point where any system that's introduced would actually set them back they would have to go back shoehorn something in and it wouldn't be as good i mean look at the real money auction house it didn't come out until a month after the the initial game released I don't, I don't remember. I don't know how many people actually remember that, because um, they were still tooling with it because they didn't get enough proper testing during beta. How could they test it during beta with real money? It, it was such a foreign concept. So that's what this thing is. It's trying to introduce critical thinking for the community, trying to get ideas out there now to foster better ideas, quite frankly, and if there are better ideas get try to actually get them implemented into the game now while they're still in that secretive we don't know what they're doing phase with the game so that's what the purpose was those three things nice nice well uh one thing i want to say real quick um for people who are listening uh if you'll go to our discord there is a link to this document um, you know, just in case, like, you want to look at the document while we're talking about it, um, there's a link in our community, in our community section of our Discord, and, uh, we can probably put a new link in, because it's going to be back a little ways, you'll have to, you'll have to scroll up quite a ways now, because it was maybe three or four weeks ago when we first put it in there, but, uh, we can get a new link, uh, just so people can... Just so people can like see, because um, the amount of work and the the, the amount of quality that uh, that's that's in this document, uh, it really deserves as many people as possible to, to be reading and looking at this thing. And like I said, uh, whether whether you whether you agree with some of these ideas, you know, maybe or whatever, it, that that doesn't matter because starting the conversation. Is is the important proportion? Not, Definitely. You know, these ain't this ain't exactly something that's like, oh, hundred percent. This has got to be exactly this way. It's, you know, it's just getting the conversation going, uh, which is awesome. 
so with that said, I uh, wanted to dive in to, I had like a little, now I'm kind of. <laughs> Is this where I say, challenge me, bring it on into oh, yeah. head. <laughs> First of all, um, whoo, man. Um, this isn't like one idea or ten ideas. This is a lot of ideas. Uh, some of it, like I'm, I'm reading through the document, you know, and I'll, and I'll let Shazam get in on some of this too, because um, I know he read it, and I'm sure when Rona gets here, he'll do, do the same thing. But um, you know, one of the big things that I really, really agree with is uh, environmental and monsters. You know. These days, like, you, you get in the game, you start playing, and, you know, um, like, example of my whirlwind barb, I, I hold down my little button, and my guy starts, you know, he starts spinning, and he just, I'm just clipping through enemies, and, or whatever, my crusader, I, on my crusader, I literally, and everybody that plays with me knows, if I'm on my crusader, I do not kill trash, I I don't care if it's white. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I run straight through it. I blaze on my horse and run straight to an elite. Kill the elite. And as soon as the elite's dead, I pick the balls up. If it's a yellow, I don't even kill the yellow minions that's with it. I only kill the one dude. Get on my horse and run to the next elite. It's so... You're saying here, like, we should fear the world. Like, you know, the environment, the monsters. It's... To me, the monsters that are in the game now, like, for example, on my Crusader, it's a hindrance. It's almost like a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they body block me because I don't have my boots. Because, you know, because I have to have I, my setup. I don't have the boots, the illusionary boots on that yeah, okay. particular build. So I get body blocked. Or, you know, you can get on your horse and go through. Uh, but your horse is sometimes on cooldown. To me, the monsters is just... A complete I don't even want to pay attention to them I only want to run to the elites kill the elites get the balls push my progression get to the rift guardian kill him pick up my loot close the rift you know upgrade my keys close the rift you know and start a new one so that I yeah. can get more paragon points right and and to me you know when I first started playing Diablo, I thought it was so cool because, like, you know, the chandeliers come down and they hit. You know, you can kill monsters with it. And oh, not yeah, really, yeah, but... yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or, well, you know, like the walls. Back in, back in better days, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, back in the, you know, the walls, they fall down or, like, when I first started, like, um, you know, I try to, like, put a trap down and, like, try to kite the guy into the trap and then have the wall hit him. But now, I don't care about any of that at all i just want to blaze through get done you know I'm, I'm on discord talking to my friends and most of the times the only time we ever talk about monsters is like when there's hell witches and there's big balls because we uh-huh. i try to i try to group a large set of hell witches and have the balls hit richie in the face with <laughs> one of my great buddies and that's the only time I care about anything in environmental or any monster. So when I read your part on titled um, 
environment and monsters, you know, we should fear the world. That really hit home for me because it's like, I literally do not care. I, I The only thing I want is a good mob type. I want a good map and I want to run to the elites. You know, and that's... So for me, when I was reading that, I was like, you know, because you're talking in here like, you know, there's those, what are, what are those things called with the big things that uh, they come across and they try to cut you, you know, and uh, or uh, spikes that come up out of the floor. Yeah, the yeah, blades. The, blades uh, the whole, um, I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, the ruins of... Uh, Seth uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how they were touted. Because I remember being at BlizzCon when they were showing off the traps. I'm like, oh, okay, those are good. And then you go in, it's like, okay, they they hit me. And okay, ow. I mean, there was like one time I got hit by him and I and I procced. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should take these more seriously. But it's like, uh, just, just like the, the viewpoint of the whole section. I feel that section, I came the closest to agreeing with the sentiment of the community because the sentiment of the community was like it's not dark enough it's not bloody enough it's not gory it's not enough. enough but also at the same time as i said in the document it's like that uh, i i hear people saying those almost like taglines but okay fine go the step further explain that it's like do you want rivers of blood everywhere do you want dead corpses everywhere do you want every enemy to explode into a like a thousand pounder explosion type deal i mean if, if you're gonna have that unless you're of the mind that can enjoy that day in day out for years and years and years with no changes it's gonna get boring it's gonna get tiring you're just gonna get used to it that happens with any game and i think to some respects uh because I've been watching uh, Riker play the Diablo 1 uh, mod, and I'm looking and playing, I'm like, I want to play this. And then I realized why I, I want to play it. And I realized also another reason why so many other people like it. It's a, it's a solo D&D adventure. Everything about it is D&D. It's like he was playing with like the spell books, the gold costs, like like everything. It's not that it's punishing, it's that if, you're, if you don't do it right, you, you, you're going to get punished for not doing it right. And that's D&D to a T, more or less. So when I see people complaining, it's like, all right, why not just make the monsters actually uh, be something you fear? Why not make the environment more involved in your decision-making? Why not make monitor monsters interact with each other more so you have to develop this sense of kill priority where it's like like uh, la, la, oh wait there's that one okay let me go after wait no there's this other one if i don't mess around with he's going to interact and do something to me or he's going to do something with the other mobs and it's going to be 10 times worse so i have to try to kill this one first then kill this one then i can go after the rest of the trash so that's that was the nutshell of that whole uh of of that environmental part and i think that's the closest i came to agreeing with the sentiment of the community up until the point of i've never heard anyone actually explain what bloody means what dark means what gothic means and let alone multiple people trying giving me a similar description and that's just trying and that's just being objective well for me i just i mean you know we get player power you know, and then at some point, 
your player power surpasses like the environmental thing, which is a thing, right? Because mm-hmm. they can't. They're not gonna. I mean, could they? Would it be a thing to keep scaling that like the wall fall damage? You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're at a lower level, it does like two thousand damage or something, and then at a higher level, it does two hundred thousand damage. You know, so that it actually, so you actually pay attention to it. And even if they did do that, right? Like, you would just learn to like go around it or. Or like stop, you know, when those blades come past, you stop and then you go and then you stop and then you go. That's kind of a thing. I guess after a while you would kind of get, you know, used to it. But to me, it's it's kind of a sad thing that they put so much art assets, they put so much time into designing all the enemies, all the, you know, the like the, the wall fall animation, all this stuff. And then we just, you know, turn our whirlwind on and burn right past it. It's kind of like a... To me, it's kind of a sad thing, you know. It's like, man, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it is. It is what it is, you know. Like at the first of the game, like I was saying, you know, I, you know, I'd put traps down. I'd try to kite enemies down, you know. I'd, and you know, you, you're always looking at all the art. Like I remember the first time I ever went to the vault, especially you know, my name's Greed. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> first time, first time you ever go to the vault, there's treasure goblins everywhere, and it's just there's stacks of gold, and ah, it was. It was awesome. Now I go to the vault and I just want to blaze through it, and uh-huh. I don't know. So I guess you get used to that kind of thing, you know, like you're saying. But it's like, man, I I, I liked I liked some of the suggestions you had, like the the burning guardians, and uh, you know that some of that stuff was kind of cool, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just I I don't know you know if they had it or whatever you know it's something you would yeah i think it's something that you would get used to like you're saying you know like you start the game out and you're like oh this is you know woo, this is awesome you know blah blah, blah. but i mean could they do more i mean i don't know it's the game is awesome and it, i think the game still looks beautiful you know and this is a game that's yeah i mean how how old d3 now five six is it five or six years I think it's seven, seven this Is May. It that long? It, anyway, D three, it's, it's it's an older game, and I think that it still looks great. And I still transmog my characters up, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I still you know dye my equipment and all that. So, I mean, I'm still getting use out of it. That's for sure. So it's not like it's just this ugly thing that 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 I hate, but it's just. I don't know. I think they could have done more with the environment, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to suck up all the time if, if Shazam has comments or questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know, Shazam, what do you think, brother? Um, I got really nothing to add to anything, anything above that on, on the monsters anyway. Other than you know, some 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 builds you, you don't kill trash, and other builds you you have to kill trash or it kills you. Yeah. I was gonna say um, I was gonna say hell? me and me and Shazam have have opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we play together a lot, which is ridiculously funny. But we have opposite. Like I would just want to I want to blaze through and kill Elite. He wants to kill every enemy ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's, it's kind of a funny thing, but uh, it's that whole full right. clear it's, mentality. It's, it's the multi shot. If anything gets close to you, you're dead mentality. Oh, uh, yeah, there is that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, depending on your character, depending on your class, depending on your build, right? You know, I, I guess all that stuff kind of changes from time to time. One thing, or the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, your idea for uh, player housing. Uh, you know, light us up on that. You know, uh, tell, us, tell us about it. I mean, that was something... That was an idea I had. Now, I, when I say I had, I said like, yeah, I had it. Like a lot of people had it, so it's not unique to me. But it was something I was thinking about before Reaper Souls came out, and it originally came. And the the, the core idea was, okay, Kane is dead, but he still has his hobble in uh, New Tristram. It's unoccupied. What if we, the player, took on his a hobble and we were and we so we could you know we could put in uh trophies to show them off we could uh put statues of diablo or uh or anything like that in there to show off our accomplishments people could come in similar to garrisons and uh mr uh warlord of Genor, uh through grouping you know simple stuff like that um it, it, look, Leave out the rulers of Janord Garrison. That's a whole another topic for a whole another discussion. But the, the idea of of being able to invite people in, show off your accomplishments, you know, have something physical in the in the freaking world, along with other things that relate to other sections in the document, that it shows that the game is truly celebrating you, the player, and your accomplishments in a physical, tangible way, other than someone needing to care to actively check the leaderboards to see who was number one and know it's you without you having to project that because that because if 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 i was ranked number one wizard i'm on the bet unless i advertise it no one would know because there's no way to for me to physically in the game represent i am the number one badass wizard last season on the leaderboards so the game right now does not celebrate people who want to be competitive in any way, shape, or form. And that's probably the one of the biggest things when you look back over the game as a whole, there are just and I'm, some of them are covered in, in other parts of the document that the game just kind of does halfway. It, it never goes the full Monty, so to speak. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the part. So that's why I wanted guild house, uh, not guild housing, uh, player housing to be a thing. Because it would be personal, it would tie you to the environment, it would, uh, and it would also give you a sense of belonging. And in, in some ways, it would incentivize you to keep coming back and playing because there could be more things to show off. There, that, that hook, that incentivizing. And yes, that is the business PR marketing coming up, but you know what? You have to appreciate all sides of things to get these ideas and some of these ideas were kind of bartered from that it's just like people will like, want to rip my head off for sometimes but it's like look we have to be realistic and at the end of the day these ideas that we give to them if they implement them are at the will and um mercy of the powers that be and that's what yeah. we have to accept 
one thing that one thing that came to mind when you were just talking about that. I look at the leaderboard a lot um, for several reasons. My biggest reason I look at the leaderboard is because, um, you know, maybe I'm playing a Crusader, so I look at the Crusader leaderboard to see what is the best, like, five or ten people. What are they running? You know, are they are, are they running these shoulders or, you know, um, you know, what kind of set, you know, what kind of what kind of Crusader are they running? Are they running that Thorns Crusader right now? You know, uh, right now we only run five pieces of our uh, gear. So what's the what piece did they take off? Did they take their boots off? Did they take their shoulders off? You know, did they take the whatever? And, and you know, just kind of, I use the leaderboard like that, and I kind of know who's in the top five mm-hmm. area. You know, just for me, but I couldn't tell you who's in the top five from last season, even though I did it last season or the season before that or season ten or. It's, you know, you could have like um, a statue. Like me, I'm, I'm on leaderboard uh, this season. I was on leaderboard last season, season before, mm-hmm. but nobody knows that stuff. And like in my house, you know, I could have like, you know, uh, number four. I, I, I think I hit uh, three in the low 300s uh, last season. So nobody knows I was under, you know, I was in the top 300 or top 400 i guess you could say right because it was three something like 320 318 whatever but you know you could have a uh, maybe a little statue of a uh, of a crusader or a witch doctor that, that has like a number on it that says like you know 315 at the end of the season you know and and you could or number one or five or whatever right and you could have like something you could put in there and 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 it could say like season twelve on it or whatever the number is. Yeah, that's and what you could the, display that. Yeah, that's what the whole statue. Um, so I, I like st- that uh, idea. Yeah, the trophy closet. That's what the whole idea was. Like it would be uh, the armor. It would it it would naturally be okay. I want to show off, like you said. I want to show off my three hundred and twenty four rank. Because I, for me personally, that was my best, and I want to show that off. Like it doesn't matter if it's not top 100 or top 10 or the first. Like for me, that is my best, and it's still top 1,000 of the entire North America region. That still matters. So yeah. that's where the trophy uh, case came in. It was like it, it was going to be the armor transmog the way you had it inside the case with the trophy on top, and it was going to be colored to the rank that you had and the trophy was going to be after the theme of that season that's why everything uh in the document was themed uh her roderick style because that's what the theme was at the time i wanted it to be relatable and when you hovered over it exactly how you say it would say you know crusader leaderboard softcore rank 324 and it would it would be something that would be you know, you invite someone in and you, they hover over it. Like, cool, you got rank 300. I didn't know you did that. It, it, it's something that it allows it allows for showing off accomplishments that otherwise the game is just... I think I put it in the worst case in this section does a poor job of doing. Uh, showing off your accomplishments because achievements are nothing. 
I mean, achievements were something Xbox put in way back in the day just to incentivize people to continue playing the game because we have this OCD mentality to be, I need everything, I need to collect everything, I need to have all these achievements done, and now every game underneath the sun has them because it works. It plays on people's mentalities. So, but do they really matter unless they're tied to a cosmetic reward or an unlock or a mount or something? No. <laughs> So I, so I generally don't care for them. But when it comes to showing off player accomplishments and the guild housing along with, you know, other things that don't relate to the leaderboards, I just felt it would be nice to have something. Something else to do. Like, I have 20 minutes. You know, I've been meaning to change up my, my house. Let me go in and do that. At least I could do something in-game. It, it keeps me involved. keeps me logging in. Even though it's something completely tertiary to the game itself, it's still something. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, man, uh, any thoughts on player housing? Like, you have any anything to throw in? I know, I know you, I know you went over the document, so. Yeah, like, um, to expand on, on the player housing and Kane's house, um, I like, I like the way PoE does it. Like, like, let's say you're going through the sewer. I can't remember what the hell act it is now. Two. But you go through the sewer. Well, and POE, I don't know what act that is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't POE. My bad, bro. The sewer in Diablo's too. Sorry, my bad. There's, there's a hole in the wall. You walk into the hole in the wall, kill everything in that room, and you can unlock it as your player's house. Or, like, there's, like, one where you're on top of, like, a... Uh, like a cathedral or whatever and you walk into this room kill everybody in there and now all of a sudden your house is basically you can make it as a cathedral that to me would be would be pretty awesome in Diablo um Mm -hmm. but just like your document they have everything they have waypoints you know portal they have the crafting you can put whatever um vendor you want there um and you know they have the map thing, the map device, and all their thing stuff like that. But that would be awesome in Diablo, you know, four or three or whatever. I just wish that they would do it. They they've been they talked about it in World of Warcraft. It never happened in World of Warcraft. And um, yeah, I'd I would I would love to see it in, in in Diablo. It's you can make it any way you want to, and you know. I don't know, and and your 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 achievements and a trophy thing—that's that's that's above and beyond anything Poe does. Um, I never thought of that, you know. And it's just uh, if people like you know like Leviathan and stuff, their trophy room be like stacked with everything. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. like, you, like they, they would have like like a gym, like an equivalent of like a gymnasium full of just trophy caves, and you walk in going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through this for like an hour or two. Just, you know, look around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys ever got into uh, Guild Wars 2. I don't know if you ever tried it out or anything. For about three and a half hours. <laughs> well, um, I got it and me and my son were playing it. And... I really never got far in the game. 
I think the problem was I was way into WoW, and I was way into the auction house, which is a whole other story. Uh, but I was so into another game when I got that that I didn't give it the chance that it probably deserved. But one thing that I did absolutely love and really miss about that game was they went nine leagues above everybody else in character customization. It is beyond oh, the, yeah. the... Oh my God, like, you can, like, there's the whole thing for dies. Like, you know, Diablo has dies, which is cool, whatever, right? But, you know, you have, like, what? You have the yellow, you have green, you know, you have the colors. Everybody knows the colors, right? Blue, mm-hmm. blah, 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 black, white, whatever. But, and they had that. But they also had, like, this whole long range of all these different, um, where you could mix colors together, make other, you could mix take different mats it was like a whole crafting system just with the dye you could make custom colors uh there was like special event colors like holiday colors you know like whatever you did an event maybe you got a certain brown or something you know whatever mm-hmm. um and it was just like this long really deep system not only to mention that but you could dye any piece of your armor any color you wanted like i think it's a little limited in diablo because like you know you have the you know you put your shoulders on and then you click the yellow or whatever red whatever you want and it like dyes the thing red and there's always like a piece that i'm like ah, i wish the whole thing was you know or but you could really get in there and customize like i want the you know the, the tops of the shoulders to be black and then the bottom of the borders below that to be like a red and then like another black, maybe some gray around the sides and the feathers on the top would be yellow, for example. Mm-hmm. You could really customize the crap out of that. Not only that, but when you went into combat, your character would would actually have your combat set of gear on uh, with the combat transmog. That you set up, and when you went into town, you would have another, like, a town set. So maybe you could, if you were a female character, maybe you could be having, like, a fancy dress on. Or if, like, you were a a male character, maybe. Or it doesn't have to be be gender-specific, but, uh, you know, like, if you were a male character, maybe you would want, like, a, you know, like a town crier type thing. Mm -hmm. You could design all that stuff. And depending on where you were at in the game, it changed... It was just very, very deep. Uh, me and my son spent hours and hours designing our outfits and our, you know, everything to make the even the weapons and everything. And it was fully customized. And that is the only game I've ever seen do it. And that is the best game I've ever seen do it. And I wish they kind of went with that because I do like the I do like my character to look good. Like I said earlier, I do transmog still. I just transmog my barbarian like two days ago, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I went over there. And you know how you do it? You go through all that sets, and you're, ah, oh, this helmet with this shoulders, and you know how you do it, and you throw the die on there. But I wish it was like an in-depth dive, you know, because that's what I'm looking for. It, and, it, you know, for, it went a step or two beyond what it is. 
Yeah, for, for players who don't care, they don't have to use that thing. You, you know, I just think it would add more to the game, you know, and then you would get more customization because, honestly, I mean, come on. If you look at the leaderboard, the, the top two, three hundred people all running the exact same set. They're all running, you know, they all have the same shoulder pads. They all have the same stats. They all have the same weapon. They all have the same gems. You know, they all look the same. They, they're all dyed the same color or maybe somebody's wearing a different transmog. But it's, it's really not custom. You know what I mean? It's more of a... Oh, this is the way your character looks. It's not. This is the way Degree character look. It just. This is the way the Barbarian looks. It, it's kind of the way I feel about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely is that aspect uh, to it. I just. I, I know Blizzard likes to look at other games, and I know they like to take some ideas from here or there. I wish they would take that, and I wish they'd in, in, implement it into. Into D, into into maybe D four, because uh, I would love to get real deep into that. Something I was excited about when D three first came out was the banners, because like you know it's like a customized thing. Like you know you do these achievements or you do this and you get these unlocks. Um. Now I don't care about the banners. As a matter of fact, I hate that the banners are in the middle by the portal. I click on them all the time on accident. It's very annoying. And I mean, yeah, you set your banner up, but after that, it's it's like this part of the game that you go in there and you're like, oh, I'm going to put the wings on and I'm going to make it black with some red. Have the long... Uh, banners and I'm gonna have this and that <clears throat> but after that I mean do you even care about your banner anymore brother uh, to a certain extent usually it's when I because in season play I usually switch between a wizard and a demon hunter so usually when I'm doing a wizard I'll change up the, the main sigil and the accent maybe I'll change one of the colors to like a more purple or teal because you know wizard colors versus uh changing it to like red and black for a demon hunter well that's about it because there's nothing much more you can really do <laughs> i mean one thing we use them for is like and i don't really use it this way and I'm, but i know rona does a lot but like if he kills an elite like you know how it is, T13's not really this giant challenge, which is, which we don't need more, I don't think we need more regular rift levels. I know a lot of people say, oh, 13, it's blah, 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 it's low power, maybe we should bump it up, because... You're you're on the it, good side of that argument. I like you. Well, okay, the, the reason why, the reason why I think that, and, and this ties all back into it, but uh, the reason why I think that is because, like, let's say you... I know that it was like T10 at one time and they bumped it to T13, right? Or whatever. I think, anyway, 10 to 13. But anyway, they raised it up and whatever. But, you know, if they raise it up to like T15 or T20 now, I mean, you're going to lose a lot of the builds because some builds are only good for certain things. You know, like speed building. You know, like 
you know, like, you know, getting your death breath or uh, like a sage set, you know, like a crusader with sage. At some point, you're not going to be able to bring that crusader with the sage set into like a T20, for example, because it's just going to, you know, it's going to be, you're going to have to get rid of, of, to me, like the 13, you know, you drop your emerald, you pick up a, a gem of ease, you know, you maybe you drop some of your passives and, and you drop some gear and get some gold gear, maybe a boon of hoarder, you take out one of your legendaries, right? You know, you kind of have a gold finding set on, mm-hmm. which means you lose a lot of power, you lose a lot of defense, or maybe you pick up a lot of defense because you're wearing the belt of um, gold wrap, right? So you're, you're like an immortal guy who can't die because you've got a lot of gold. Which is fine, but it's it's like these speed builds. If you increase that torment, you're going to lose those speed builds, you know, to an extent. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. You you're going to lose them. The power of the sets now could probably compensate for. It, but at the end of the day, torment is for farming, and farming doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. If you want yeah. hard, go GRs. If you don't like GRs, well, that's on you, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's up to you to either suggest something ideas, wait to see if it gets implemented. If it doesn't, then you decide, is this the game for me to play? If it is, you play it. If it isn't, you move to something else. That's kind of the whole argument and solution in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> there was a lot of other things, and this is just one section, but there was a lot of things like Soul Mirror of the Dead, there was Thrones, a lot of other customization things you could really do in your... Uh, player housing uh, Shazam touched on like crafting rooms vendors um, you know staff room things like that different uh, waypoints other um, other ideas which is all great you know um, when you start talking about like player housing and, and you have all these ideas it's you know anything that anything they do in that area would would be great Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that they implement something like that in, in D4. I mean, I we could get into the whole Paragon, um, the Paragon grind next, if, if you want to get into that section. Because <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll, tr- I'll, make it, I'll make it short. I'll make it, make it short as possible. The Paragon section is what is where almost everything in this document document stems from the paragon section is actually the seed because a couple years ago i would i would have said i hate paragon i despise paragon those are strong words and i would stick by them in fact to this day it is the one thing that if I'm at work and casually listening to someone like, you know, Adam A. Disco or Big Daddy Dan or Riker or anyone and someone just merely mentions Paragon in any form of conversational deal, I am in that Twitch chat like no one's business and I am like, is this a rated PG or is this a mature? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck this system, because everyone's like, and and I go, I put it all the reasons in like about halfway in, halfway through the Paragon section, 
because everyone's like, oh, well, what if you cap it? Okay, first of all, if you have a cap, everyone's eventually gonna gonna reach it, so everyone's got the same point allocation, so why have the grind to begin with? It's like a less meaningful grind than the grind the 70 at the end of the day, because there's nothing of value at the end of it. At least when you hit 70, there's 70 level gear. There's stuff that you unlock. But if everyone hits Paragon cap, literally everyone is the same. It's like you went from level zero back to level zero because there's two terms distance and displacement you have you have gone from level zero to a level hundred but since everyone else is a level hundred your displacement is zero so you're at the same point it, it it's insanity but you have to realize it and then everyone's like make a separate game mode for it. people suggesting that for actually a, a seasonal theme where it's a caps or a no paragon season i'm like that is the lowest common seasonal theme idea ever. Granted, there isn't much with the current game itself that we can suggest that would be that different. Because that would be different. Like, if we had to stick with stuff in the game, I would begrudgingly say I would rather have a Paragon-less season than any other idea. Because at least that would demonstrate are the top people who are the top really the top? Or is it some no nobody who actually plays the game that much better, but they just can't play competitively because they don't have 10 hours a day to grind for Paragon? There is that or question. Uh, well, yeah, there's always that. But at the same time, there's always that question lingering with this game. Is it because of Paragon or is it because of or is it that the person who doesn't have enough time doesn't have but has the skill to execute it? Because you need both sides of the equation. You need the gill, uh, the gear, you need the skill, and you need the paragon. You, and your augments, but that just comes with paragon grinding. Um, so, that yeah, this whole document stems from paragon and how, like, if people are so... And the last part was, is people are so easily complicit to say, Oh, I don't mind paragon. Uh, this is a gear grinding game, or at least that's what I was told when I was researching this game before I was going to get into it, before I got into beta and made all my community websites. I didn't realize this game was about grinding Paragon and grinding these points to allocate. So there's some there's a misalignment in the game philosophy somewhere here. So that's why the solution was take all the stats from Paragon put it back on gear where it belongs so that's why your gear is your source of your uh, stats not this tertiary system that has no basis uh, has no lore associated to it it's just there and then when it comes to stuff like main stat increases well augmenting isn't bad because it's an effort in effort out system it's it works with giving you more power but it works also with you have to put in the effort to get an augment so if you want to so in theory if you wanted to stick with the current power level of paragon that we're getting now you just have to double approximately the point value of augments so instead of five you double it to ten and yes all the jay wilson doubling jokes come out there but it really works out. The numbers are in there. And that's it. And then 
you're allowing people to have another avenue of somewhat long-term gear progression, but you're not tying it to a pure time sink, which is really meaningless at the end of the day. And you're allowing people who want to farm higher GRs who get those higher augments to unlock higher GRs, a way of stepping being being a step above everybody else still. So it it's the best case solution for a lot of things. It it helps make things more competitive while things keeping things fairer, but it's not a total everyone's on an equal playing field type deal and it makes the game more about the gear you get versus just putting in your time and more importantly not screwing up the game to absurd levels where it has been the last couple of seasons where oh you don't have a rat run group you're screwed because you're not going to get enough paragon to compete with those people so it rebalances the need to have a certain class with a certain build or a certain group to farm paragon you just don't have to worry about it anymore so it relieves that pressure of if i'm not doing x i'm not going to be able to do y so why am i shooting for z Um, I'll let Shazam go off about Paragon if he wants to. Um. I don't know how to. Basically, what you said is is 100% right, but um, I kind of have maybe an idea. I I thought of it when I was reading it earlier today, like reading your stuff earlier today. Mm -hmm. And tell me if this makes any sense to you or if it just seems like I'm just going to like add more problems to a game than fix them. Okay, right. right Right now, you have at 800 Paragon, everything is at 200 points across everything. Correct? Mm-hmm. So instead of this Paragon, like, you know, you have 200 points across everything. Your crit hit damage is at, what, 5 or 10? I can't remember. Your crit hit damage is at 50%, all this stuff. Let's say it doesn't affect your character at that point in time. Let's say that you ground 200 paragon in this you know certain in offense defense utility whatever you can take crit hit chance out of your paragon stuff add it to a piece of gear replace one of your you know one of your affixes and one of your pieces of gear that that being said you can't touch that part of you that piece of equipment after that you have to grind them 50 Paragon points again back into your Paragon to use it in another piece of gear. So essentially, you're not going to grind 200 points and have 200 points of crit hit chance, crit hit damage, cooldown reduction, and the other one. I can't remember what it is right now. But you're, you're just going to continuously... Yeah, you're going to continuously grind crit hit chance, crit hit damage, you know, depending on your build um, cooldown reduction. Um, I think that's an offense. I can't remember. 
but you're just going to put that on a piece of gear. So you can enchant one one item. You know, you're you can enchant one piece of like let's say you're taking a vitality off of an item. You can enchant that with your enchanter. Use Paragon points to change a piece of gear to let's say 50% crit hit chance, crit hit damage. Then that piece of gear can't be touched essentially for the rest of the game. We have to grind 50 more Paragon. That being said, I know 50 Paragon early in the season is easier than 50 Paragon later in the season. Mm -hmm. So that yeah, being said, sure. you continuously grind Paragon. So you have, let's say you're at 1500 Paragon at the end of the season, but you've blown, you know, 800 or a thousand Paragon and crit hit chance, crit hit damage on all your gear, you know, your five pieces or whatever that can have it. So, you know, I, I don't know. Does, does that seem feasible or, or does that just creating more of a problem than it's going to help? That would um, essentially get rid of Paragon, though. I mean, on, like, so essentially it's like, what you're doing, you're almost... Yeah, it's it's kind of like a... It's almost like you're taking Paragon from being a main stat stick, which is... That's what it is. It's main stat stick. Because everyone can get to 800 now. I mean, back maybe a couple of seasons, I would still be on the fence. Like, okay, maybe some people can't get to 800 over the course of a season. I'm like, no, 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 no. The pure power of the sets alone screw augment screw having a, like the perfect weapon you could you could make a, a impaled demon hunter with like a bare bones uh non-ancient uh carly's point and you can wreck 90s now like there's no excuse like the only reason why you don't get 800 you you just don't play for more than two weeks i mean yeah. that's that's just kind of it so to get back to your idea it's like yeah it's it's a total it's like a total rethinking of what Paragon is. It's not a some. It's not an allocative, uh, a cumulative system. It's a, it's a different form of the augmentation system. Is what it becomes, and it's still. But it keeps the, it keeps the um, on your toes because, which could be seen as a negative deterrent. Because you never know how far you're going to get in the Paragon. So, do I need to go for a thousand? Do I need to go for twelve hundred? Uh, how quickly do I get my good pieces so I can start doing it? And how far along in Paragon am I at that point versus how much further I have to go? There's always that element, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because that introduces player decisions and it makes the player accountable. So, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there definitely may have to be a rebalancing of how much, because 50 critical hit damage, I mean, that's, I mean, granted, you, you came up with the countermeasure of you could only do one piece once, which is definitely uh, something that would have to be um, done, even though if you're putting 50% critical hit damage on every piece, there's 13 pieces, so you're giving, so you're allowing... 650% critical hit damage if someone just wants to front load damage um, or even split it kind of half-half so 70 critical hit chance on top of 
So someone could theoretically get over a 100% crit chance, which is nuts. So they would definitely have to be balancing in that aspect, for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm saying keeping, like, like, the pieces are now, like, gloves, stuff like that, having crit hit chance, crit hit damage. Not like um, boots having crit hit damage and crit hit chance. And, like, all the stuff that doesn't have it now isn't uh, so going to so basically using the pieces natural what they can actually roll with and then that's your limit so in that regards it actually does a better job at self-limiting so it would actually be better in that regards you may not have to balance it in that aspect um i mean i'm not initially opposed to the idea <laughs> and there have been a lot of ideas over the course of the time um, some people have tried, like, why don't we add more tabs with more items, but you limit the amount of Paragon, but you can put your Paragon anywhere. It's like, okay, so people are just going to find the best things to put your points into and just to ignore the other 95% of the system. It's like, that's not how you fix it. It's You have to address the core problem, and if the core problem is never really going to be fixed, you have to think about getting rid of the system and they did that once with the real money auction house and the and the gold auction house and so just, just to sum up and not go too tangenty like i actually think your idea has more basis than like 95 percent of the other ideas i've heard um and that's being honest but i think when you really think about it and this is something i don't say too seriously but but there's like a five percent seriousness put behind this statement um i wonder how they would have actually balanced a second expansion with paragon yeah i, I thought a lot about that a lot too because <laughs> you know we we had diablo 3 and you had 100 paragon points right and some people had 100 some people didn't but when you went into reaper you know, maybe you were level 61 with, you know, at the highest possible 100 Paragon points, right? So they were still able to, you know, run you through the act when you were level 60. You know, you go to Act 5, right? And you start the game at Act 5 mm -hmm. with 100 Paragon points, if that's what you had. And they were still able to let you go through the game without being a complete joke. And now, if they added an Act 6... And I have 3,900 Paragon points. Now, I mean, I don't, but I'm saying people do. You know, some people have 6,000 Paragon points. Uh -huh. How in the heck are they going to make an Act 6? Like, how would they have, have, have ever made an Act 6? Yeah. I mean, what, what were they going to do? Lock you out of your Paragon until you're done with the Act? I mean, well, I, just, I don't know what they would have yeah. done. No, that's, well, not necessarily. They didn't lock us out, they no, didn't they lock didn't us out before. You, basically, but I'm saying what, now... Yeah, like, you know, I, I got... Uh, Shazam's going to be close to 2,000 Paragon at the end of the season, or probably 2,500 Paragon non-season. And, you know, you, you know, if they did drop another expansion and they put an Act 6 out, Jesus, have you ever leveled a character lately? I mean, not, not power level, but I just mean just to grab a regular character by yourself and throw your, you know, 1,800 or 2,000 Paragon. I couldn't imagine having 6,400 Paragon points. And putting it on my level one guy and and running through it's it, and he never dies he kills everything instantly it's 
you know, I don't understand how they would have ever. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I thought they were never going to do. I mean, I guess they were eventually going to do another thing, but I, I, I was on the side of I didn't think they were going to do another expansion. And that was one of the major reasons I thought, yeah, I'm, what are they going to do with the Paragon? I mean, we have unlimited Paragon points. It's 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 kind of like, yeah, you know, what, what can they do? Right, because it's yeah, and I think um, with giving the team credit, they're, they're in that leaked document uh, from Kotaku. Uh, the second expansion was actually in the works as Reaper of Souls was just about ready to come out, and it was that's when it that's when it was allegedly canceled. So I think that would have been a total like the like Reaper of Souls that we have now would have been completely different if the different, second expansion yeah. was coming in. The, the the power creep, the the amount of items, what would have been... Like, we have a... I want to say, like, you know, Looney Tunes, left turn in Albuquerque situation. Like, we have a different game now that we would have ever had we if, a second, if a second expansion we wouldn't have, was We wouldn't played. have had uh, the cube, right? Because the cube was slated for an expansion to thing right? yeah it seems we like, had the, the, it seems like we wouldn't the, have had augments we wouldn't have had yeah. there's a lot of power creep we would not have had i understand that but i just mean purely paragon yeah that's what it is. i'm like, not talking yeah know, like, like uh, i think that's what people don't understand is like when you get up to paragons of like five six seven thousand like the game is completely different at that point like that's when like you can start to really wacky stuff like you start rolling off like your vitality everywhere so you get another damage or cooldown or resource affix and then you like augment with vitality gem because you can do 120 or 130 augment at that point for vitality so you still keep some of your vitality but you're getting a more important damage affix on that part so like rings necklaces uh, gloves shoulders like the, the really good quad factor um, gear slots. You can just start doing wacky stuff that you can't even think about doing, even at the three or four thousand paragon ranges. And when you do the math for the five, six, seven thousand paragon people, they have on average three to four times the amount of mains that a normal person would have in their decked out ancient gear. It's like they have like 35, 36,000, if not more, main set while everyone else is running around with 12 to 15. And then you throw on really good augments. You can maybe get yourself up to that 20K or above that 20K um, uh, main set line. But that's still with a healthy amount of Paragon at that point. Like you still need a good 13 to 15 hundred paragon main stat boost along with the good gear so it's it's insane how the game changes at that level and that's why i'm like the system is fundamentally flawed because they could have at when augments were introduced said they they could have said okay we're just gonna cap paragon at 800 but if you want further advancement you have to look towards augments they could have done it at that point it would have been I don't want to assume, but I want to. I, but I want to assume that it would be relatively simple to say, "Look, we we see power creep being a potential issue with Paragon, but we're going to introduce 
these augments, which are based on people clearing greater rifts, which have a natural conclusion because you need to be able to clear the rift. It's not just time in, uh, time in, you know, for thousands of hours during a season. You actually have to earn it. And then there's the RNG system on top of it. So there's two countermeasures in the system for runaway power creep. They could have done it then, and they just didn't. So I think that was at the point where they knew there was never going to be a second expansion. They didn't have to balance it. They didn't really have to worry about it too much. And the balance by item philosophy, that's what I call it, quote unquote, um, was allowed to basically run rampant. <laughs> and that's what contributed to all the power creep we have. So that's why I've, I've always railed against Paragon, because if anything like it appears in the next game, I am automatically on the fence if I'm going to buy it. And that is a honest, honest statement from me. Just a, like an overview of Paragon for me. Um, a, a long time ago, when we first started playing, you know, I realized people are going to have several things that I don't have. You know, I'm not a rich guy, so I have to work, and I have to go to work and make a living, and I'm not, I'm just the kind of guy that's not going to employ a bot to run my character while I'm at work, or sleeping, or whatever. I, I just, I don't see the point in having something play your character so you have all this power when you get back, because if you didn't earn it, it's kind of like a rich kid with the Ferrari, he don't care. You know, he can wreck it, and uh, who cares? Daddy's going to buy me a new one. It doesn't matter, right? It, it's kind of one of those, you run the game like that. So, to me, I care, but I don't care about the leaderboards. I want to get as high as I can get, and I'm yeah, not like, oh, I got I have to beat the number three guy, you know, oh, that, that shameful guy. I have to beat him. To me, I, I'm in a competition with myself, and, eh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, so, and I know I've said a lot on the show, like, oh, I made, you know, this level, or I went to this, or, you know, I got this landmark done, or this conquest, whatever, right? And, and it's a competition to myself. With all that said, I don't terribly mind the Paragon for a couple reasons because it gives me something to look forward to you know like oh i can get to that thousand or i can get to that 1200 or i can or oh i can beat that last season i got 1200 and man i want to try to get to 1300 this season so it's like a it helps me it helps me put like um a goal in place for me and i know shazam does the same thing but it helps us put these goals in place where we can be like oh i'm gonna try real hard to beat my overall paragon or i'm gonna try to you know to get to the highest to the highest point i've ever been on the leaderboard which then paragon will help you a bunch so i don't mind the paragon another reason why i don't mind it or i don't hate it is because and i'm not saying that it's it's a great system because it's really not because it's just just stacks more and more power it's eh, you know but to me, it's like continual progress. Like, I can see that bar, and I'm doing this rift, 
and I get another point, mm-hmm. and I do a rift, and I do another, I get another point, and I get another point. And it is fun at the beginning of the season when you're running these sleds, you get 20 or... That is kind of fun. I mean, come on. When you're digging the Paragon, and when you ding the Paragon, kills the mobs and heals you. So yeah. it's like, oh, this is like this could be like almost a self-feeding thing. If I kill enough mobs, I get Paragon, it kills more mobs, so I can keep on going. It's like, I, like, I don't need pylons. It's like, it just kind of feeds itself. <laughs> so that's like a fun gameplay type deal. And, and and that's the reason why this whole document ex- really exists is because I I came to terms with my this despising of Paragon and hatred of Paragon. I'm like, no, because just like you, like, yeah, I want like I want to hit 1300 Paragon. I, I may want to go a little bit higher this season, you know, time allowing. And it is because there, it gives you a sense of a daily goal, a weekly goal, a sense of long-term progression. But unfortunately, it's Paragon is the only source of that in, in this current iteration of the game. It's like we have to at least have the ability to carpenter. I can't say the word half the time. Carp, uh, carp, put things in containers. There we go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a fifth grade substitution there. A two dollar word for a five dollar word. There we go. So, so yes, Paragon I view as a bad system, but it has positive effects on individuals and the reasons to play. However, it shouldn't be Paragon. It should be other systems that are much more well built, or should be the sources like the Season Journey. Or you know, a, or or something else that can actually better be better suited to rewarding the player for what they're doing, not just this arbitrary again system that is great, but is showing that it's not fully there, and they never circled back to upgrading it. Again, it's another system that it just feels like it's good for what it is. It's it's better than the college try it actually works it's good it's a good source but we need we we, we need to move on we need something more than this we, we may need the next system beyond what this would have ever been we may need to go two steps further if we even want if we even acknowledge we want this system to begin with well something you said real quick um i, I don't want to every little thing but um you know you're talking about the season journey and it's kind of a thing for me because like when they when they came out with the season journey i was so excited because it was like you know it's like this checklist of goals Mm -hmm. and oh you know go kill uh the rift guardian you know go uh you know go kill the key wardens you know it's like all these cool things in the game some of the stuff I don't like, like, okay, uh, get your uh, enchanter up to max level. I, really? I, come on. Your you're, you're set dungeon. You, yeah, yeah. Complete oh, my it, God. Don't master even start it. Set dungeon, especially now when we have to take, I mean, literally I love 80% it. of I, your gear. Oh, God, I hate to I say love it. Don't even get I, me started on no, that. No, 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 no. 
I know I love it because when you have to do it as a wizard, you just put on all your Veers gear and you just play Veers. Uh, I don't know who said it a couple of shows ago, but they are yeah, dead correct. Yeah. It's like you just put, you just roll in there with a half-assembled Veers gear and you just do it. I'm like that's the only set dungeon I I love doing. But I'm sorry, continue. Nah, it, look, and we can talk about the set dungeon in a minute, but the season journey is is something I was very excited about. And now I have all the rewards. And it is beyond a bore. It's underwhelming. It's so... And I'm sorry if you're out there working on your season journey and you're having trouble. But I played it a different level with players. You know, we team up and we help each other. And if you're solo, I get it. Some of the stuff is, especially the conquest. Some of the, some of the conquests are hard at solo, like you know, kill three fifty uh, uh, guys in a chest, or uh, so uh, you know, boss mode is is very difficult uh, solo. Although I did solo it on a on a um, demon hunter a while back, mm-hmm. but but it's it's not. It just feels like it went from like this exciting thing. That I was really pumped to. Well, I guess we're gonna do season journey again, even though I don't get any rewards. And I mean, okay, I get a little banner thing. It, it's I don't know. I it just to me, it's it's like this thing that was they put into the game, and it was a great intention, but it doesn't really. After you get your stash tabs right, it it's kind of like a. The, that's like the biggest thing. It feels like a lackluster thing, right? Because it's like, okay, brr, 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 season journey's over. And I, I don't know. This is uh, something I think that they need to, to work on. Cause, and I know you have it in there in, in, a, in a section of this document where you're talking about that. You know, it, it's just, to me, it's like, it's, it's like, I've done it so many, and maybe it's because I've done it so many times. But like we're we're playing with a guy in our community, and he's a newer, uh, you know, he leveled his leveled his character up, and I'm like, oh, so I take off, and he's doing something, and he don't even know what I'm doing, and I'm not doing the bounties real quick, so he gets that, and he's like, oh yeah, I did need that, and then I jump and I kill all the bosses. He's like, oh yeah, and then you know, then I go do the key wardens and I took him to the Ubers real quick. And it's just like, I'm just smash, 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 smash. And it's like, I don't know. Did I just ruin his season journey? Cause like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> I just smashed it so he could get his uh, stash tab and he, I can, he could get a six piece. It, it's kind of like this. I wish it was a better system. Although I don't have any great ideas for, for what, what could, what could be a better system for season journey, you know? I do like the, the fact that it's like this checklist, you know, it's like these goals, mm-hmm. you know, get this done, this done. Oh, thank you, good Lord, thank you, Blizzard, for taking out level of hardcore character to 70. I I don't play hardcore. <laughs> uh, I remember doing that once. I was like, oh, God, never again, please. <laughs> I, I don't play hardcore because... I don't want to put a bunch of time into something I can lose. I want to play the game. I want to have fun. I want to play with my guy, my, my friends. I want to play with the community. 
I want to be on Discord. I want to talk. I want to have fun. I don't want to lose my stuff. And I, I get it. You know, it, it's it adds this it adds this element of of oh, you might you know you you got to hang on there because you might you might you know that that favorite sword you just picked up it might be gone. So I I understand that. But to me, it's just this this journey. It just it's just it's not there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shazam! Uh, since we're running, since we're running long here, uh, any part of this document you want to go over? Something that really stuck out for you? I want to see the Chaldeum Coliseum. That's what oh, I want yeah, to see. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, we can get, uh, we can we can have him talk about it. Yeah, I mean, that was actually that was never planned for the document. Uh, what was originally planned in the beginning was something called like a weekly bounty, where there was going to be you know some form of a bounty, but it was going to be not necessarily harder, but just more in depth. Like like you know maybe like an like old time escort missions and wow and like something like that something you can do weekly maybe tie it to a leaderboard but it didn't have to be because everything doesn't have to be tied to a leaderboard everything doesn't need to be a competition like uh, otherwise you just burn out on it and it just misfocuses what it really is to begin with but the more I thought about what the weekly bounty was I'm like. I really can't make this feel like it's a separate idea by itself that can stand on its own merit. So I scrapped it. And I'm like, well, what else could I do? And then I remembered uh, way back in the day, the first uh, fans I did, I did a couple of PVP articles. Uh, and one of them was describing like how they could possibly do like a King of the Hill in Diablo 3 or how they could do a wave mode in, Di- in Diablo 3 and this was before Reaper Souls where we got all those chessy pens that essentially do that in one way or another Yeah. so I was like you know what it, it, I've always had a weird idea that you know uh, Chaldeum would fall into borderline uh, collapse after Reaper Souls because you know all the royalty dies off by from Methel and now all the thieves and, and commoners are taking over the high fancy places and and one of the bigger buildings was turned to a Roman like Coliseum and now there's death matches being done there that everyone's betting on and everyone's taking the money from high yeah. society and using that to go in there. It's a real cutthroat mentality. And why have why not have another descendant of Gee there to, you know, kind of lead it all through? I mean, that would be the pinnacle of it at the end of the day. So that's where the idea really came from. And then I was like, you know, the corrupted pylons and um, really amping up the platforming of, uh, of it all and like the random events, like kind of take the best elements that we have of randomness in the game, the maps in the game, and just really amp it up to this tight knit, uh, uh, like uh, one. I guess like one gauntlet after another gauntlet and you keep on going until you just can't do them anymore within the allowed time and then you get rewards 
and that was and then that's where i stopped i came up with the entire system i didn't have a reward structure for it i i just went through everything the whole concept I'm like i can't think of a reward for this there has to be a reward or no one's gonna do it but for two weeks i didn't have a reward system and then i thought of charms and then like wait how can we make charms really valuable and that's where the talisman uh, Kanai's Cube recipe came from and all the ideas that came from that so that's how I felt like okay this is how we can make people care about charms because there's something higher above them and you need the charms and because you need the charms you need to do the Chaldeum Coliseum and that's the reason why you care about doing that on a weekly basis to try to get as many good charms to get to get as many good talismans and there's an RNG element to it because you never have full control because you get them in a weekly cash style like a bounty but it's weekly but you can tr get up to nine plus bags depending on how well you do at least that's what's in the system again as i say multiple times in the document numbers to be de to be determined by the developers because i acknowledge i may not be the best person at all at balancing this shit um but yeah that that was the whole crux of this system like if it just wasn't there but that it went from not being there to being there and then i had no reward structure but i'm like god damn it i'm gonna figure out a reward structure because i'm not erasing this this section you know we uh before reaper or i guess at the beginning of reaper right we had that you had to you had to do a bounties and you got like um, whatever the heck that thing was called, and I still have some of my stash tab. And then that opened the little uh, trial, right? The trial key. And oh that yeah, opened yeah. The trial yeah, keys. yeah. And then the trial would um, give you a greater rift key, which oh, that was such a bad. It was such a bad system because it was layers so and layers punishing. and layers and layers. Yeah, you know, it was so punishing. And I, I love the way that they changed it to where they got rid of the trial and uh, they have the greater rifts, you know, where where you can funnel into them. And, and, and you know, it does, as long as you've done like a, say, a 95, you can do a 96 or whatever, right? Uh, you can progress your way up, progress your way up. And I like that. Um, with that said, you know, that kind of like the Coliseum it reminds me of that old system only you get rewarded because before the reward was you got a keystone and it didn't really feel like a reward it felt like i have to do bounties to get the yeah. uh to get into the trial i had to do a trial to get into the greater rift and all i wanted to do was greater rifts yeah so i think the way they had that set up now I think the reward was just bad. If they would have had great rewards for that, I think I would have loved that system because it was, you know, you got in there and you... Uh, but again, one thing that, that just come to mind is look at my Crusader and now I have to have another build because there's no way I'm bringing this Thorns Crusader to that kind of a trial system because mm -hmm. we kill trash. So now what? <laughs> you have yeah, to have somebody that, to go trash. Like that, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a weird. That was the uh, the problem back in the day. Like season one, season two, uh, I was in a primarily wizard exclusive clan. It wasn't like a requirement of the clan, but pretty much everyone was a wizard, and everyone started getting getting wind. Like, oh, you want to do higher GRs? 
with your wizard, yeah, you need to make a demon hunter because the demon hunter is better at getting the higher GR keys in the trials, but the demon hunters actually can't do those higher GR clears, but the wizard can. So that alone shows you how imbalanced yeah, the like systems were. It was like the, de the, the demon hunters could get the higher keys, but they couldn't do the GRs, but the wizards couldn't get the higher keys, but they could do actually do those GRs. So it was completely backwards and upside down and inverted. Um, and some people are like, no, I like that system. Like, oh, you like knowing that when you were doing the trials, if you screwed up by about two seconds at any given point, instead of getting that gr 39 key you got a 41 that you could not do at all so it was a wasted key and they had to get another one and get it up to the 39 and this was loosey-goosey there was no fine mechanic uh to get like a 39 or 40 or 41 because that was like the rough highest that you could do in season one with any class or any one build um yeah i mean the system now is so much more streamlined and i think the game, for the most part, has uh, greatly improved by streamlining. In some cases, it could use a little bit of more nuance. But yeah, th that's definitely one element of that's been greatly improved. <laughs> Something I wanted to go into was Pandemonium Gate. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I enjoyed this. I, I read this twice. I really enjoyed the Pandemonium Gate thing, um, which I also funneled down to like, you know, down to like Artifact and, and, and the other thing. We'll get into that stuff. But um, man, the Pandemonium Gate, it, it just seemed like this great idea because, you know, you get in and and, and you start building your character and you get, you get player power and and then you start smashing GRs and... This just adds like an extra. Uh, you you can go in to and, and talk about the pandemonium gate because yeah. I, I really did. I enjoyed this. It was it was a it was a fun read for me, and it spun some ideas in my head, and I, I really enjoyed it. So I will let you go into what all that what all it entails, kind of. And anyway, yeah. I mean, God, do I even really remember where this idea came from? Actually, okay, I remember this. I the bulk of the ideas for this chapter for this system that has other systems tied to it that filtered down in, into the ways I've changed I changed gear around and other did other things like like whereas Paragon was like the seed of the tree you could say the pandemonium gate is at the top of the trunk before it just becomes all branches like that's where that's like the, the second most like the pandemonium gate is like the second biggest part of this document because a lot of things come off of this directly or indirectly and essentially what it is like at first glance it may seem like okay i'm introducing another riff system which yes it deserves that because that's what it kind of plays as but it's doing it in a different way you're con it there's it's bringing back uh the idea of targeted farming so if you decide to go to this world or that world on one world, you may be able to get a higher chance of dropping shields and flails versus another one, maybe rings and necklaces, where another one may be this five or six gear slots. It's like, however, it changed. And that could be changed on a seasonal basis. And yeah. like how I said, you go to different worlds. 
So how do you get to these worlds? Well, the worlds can be rotated out on a season basis, which means they can introduce special keystones for holiday events. So they're going. So the two examples I give is there's a Hollow Zen world where it's all Halloween based. So we literally go to a world of nightmares and Halloween during the during that season that it's in. Or for Christmas, I called it, uh, and I was almost instantly. Uh, I knew it was a great idea because when I showed the act map, the pandemonium uh, act map and he looked at it, he saw Falala and he instantly continued the Christmas jingle off of that. I'm like, yes, the idea it works. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like yeah. so basically like Falala the hellish uh, wonderland. So you go there so you're fighting crazed elves screwed up, diseased uh uh, reindeer and your and the big boss is just a blood. It's like basically think of like Santa Claus and the butcher put together. Uh, <laughs> that's actually more close to the real Giant origin. Christmas uh, trees, uh, yeah, that, that, that throw Christmas ornaments at you, maybe, or just like pine trees that just like want to impale you. It's like all this, but it's like it's a it's a it's a it's a better lorry way of introducing seasonal or special events. But it's also a, another way of exploring the create the creations of of well creation that were made by the different elements of heaven and hell. So we actually feel like we're part of the internal conflict because it's like okay, the internal conflict is this big universe thing, but we're stuck in sanctuary, and yet everything happens here. It's like I understand sanctuary is important; it's a it's a gem in the rough. But like there have to be other places that could be explored. And that was another, that was part of it. But the other, the big reason why I wanted to do this is because, like I acknowledge with, if we're going to get rid of Paragon, which currently is our source of long-term progression, we need something to fill that gap. And that's what the gate purpose is. It's meant to be the actual tangible source of long-term progression because there's different worlds that you can upgrade each world and get unlock more regions uh, per the worlds when you rank up your keystone. And then when you get to the bosses, they drop really powerful items that you can put on your gear. So you feel like you're getting more ways of like power tweaking your gear, really finite adjusting your build with uh, your skills and your, and your outlooks. And most importantly, it it removes the responsibility of GRs to be a a long term progression uh, system, and it and it basically with the items that you get there and the way I establish trading in the economics session, it almost depending on what rules you would establish, it it allows for trading, and it allows. For for a currency-based system, which gets us closer to something like PoE, where we actually have an economy that's run by us, not an algorithm on a on an auction house, and allows us to trade stuff. Granted, in the economic section, I say there's no centralized system. Like you, it's basically that trading is meant to be with friends. It's not supposed to be something you can make a profit off of some people will have different opinions on that you can have those opinions this is mine um 
But the point of the gate is just to introduce a higher tier, a higher class of items, and allow people to do things like the extra affects, like you know, just a wacky thing, um, like uh, well, I've I've don't have an example offhand there are a few in there or the eye of the defiler which is actually a it's a powerful item but you have to use it on the right slot and it actually has a negative effect on your gear so it's like yeah those meteor boots for towels like okay i want to increase the legendary power by 15 percent, but i'm going to lose 30 percent of a main stat uh of a of a vitality or intellect or something so it, it's a it's a trade-off but you know what Getting 15% more power on Meteor Boots? Yeah, I, I do that. I'd be willing to take that hit if it was a good pair because the, the power and the class of the items that you get there, along with everything else, just makes you want to go there. It's like, it's a, as you were saying, like, you know how Paragon, like, I want to reach 1,000? You stare up into the clouds and you see the gate there and you're like, I want to be there. I want to know what that is. And you get there. Yeah, that's your like, goal. And it's like you get there and you're like, I I'm here, but I haven't even started yet. Like that's what a, prog- a long-term progression system is. It's like it's like you just don't passively get it. Like you know, you have to get there and then you have to work more. It, the, you unlock things in a not in a spiderweb fashion, but in a sense of like I'm here. Oh my God, I have to do so much, but it's outlined in such a way where it's simple, it's effective, and if you know what you're doing, you can take advantage of it. And that's what it should be. And that's why I love the gate. The gate is my baby. Half the images I wasn't planning on actually doing, that map <laughs> that map act is what I call a four-hour image because it took four hours to do that image to make it look right and make all the planets... It looks awesome. that, to make all the planets look right but i'm so happy with it and then that and then i did the other images and i'm just so happy with it um i'm happy with all the images but that if i could have one image printed out on like a canvas it would be that image because that just exemplifies everything of this document and what i wanted it to be oh one thing i wanted to say about the about the gate um you know you start off the season you you start you know you group up or whatever you do and 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 you start you start gathering your gear you get your six piece you know you start it slingshots you into a higher so you start getting more drops and then you you immediately go okay i got my six piece but i also need gloves i need boots i need um you know i need the focus and restraint or i need traveler's pledge compass rose i need a weapon i need the shield i need this at this and there's always one item every season uh-huh. that you uh-huh. cannot get. <laughs> Jesus. I have not seen a Traveler's Pledge in <laughs> three seasons. <laughs> I, Jesus. So, with that said, I like the idea of target farming. Because currently, okay, you can get Blood Shards and you can take them to Kadala. But I mean, come on, it's like buying a lottery ticket. Really? I, okay, you might win, but. You, you have better mean... chances with the upgrading if you could afford yeah, the yeah. bats. Yeah, but I just, it's okay. It's just, I, I do like it. I don't hate her. But it's like, oh, come on, Kadala, just give me my shield. And she finally did, but I like 
the idea that that there's a content that might be maybe a little more difficult and I could go do it and this is the planet where you could get shields or offhands or this is the the where you can get like set pieces from this place you know maybe you need a pair of gloves set piece gloves or something that you just can't find gloves you could go over here and maybe get these gloves or you know or whatever this is the weapon place or you know whatever I, I, I like that targeted farming type because you know and, and and maybe after you get all the gear maybe that's a null and void system after that but I don't know not really because um, for example this season Shazam's got really good gear um, but he's looking for a primals Carly's point right Yep. Huh. Oh God. Uh, I feel. Uh, I feel so, your pain. There was a. There was a couple seasons ago. I was rolling with Demon Hunter. I rolled three primal Greenstone fans. Never got a primal Carly's. Uh, I'm like, Mike. Uh, screw this game. <laughs> screw. It. So I feel your pain wholeheartedly. Since Shazam is has really good gear, really good augments. He's really pushing high on the boards. You know, he's doing really good things. He's got pretty good Paragon. You know. It would be awesome if he could go do a targeted farm for weapons only. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's not. I'm not saying he's guaranteed to get a primal Carly point, but he's guaranteed oh. to get a weapon. And and maybe it's ancient. Maybe it's uh, maybe the the gear you get's ancient. No, that's still all a random thing, right? Maybe it's mm-hmm. primal. Maybe it's ancient. Maybe it's non ancient. Maybe it doesn't roll what you want, so you keep going back. I, I like the targeted farming. Is is I like that. I like a lot of these other systems that you have uh, tied in here. And we can kind of touch on some of this, like uh, like the um, the infusion of the ancients, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Infusion of primals. I, I kind of like some of this stuff. It, yeah, it, these I are mean, great ideas. I mean, the infusion of the ancients and infusion of the primals... I mean, yeah, it's gonna. It, it, they're not new ideas. I mean, it's what people may have wanted primals to have been, and then I just extrapolated it to ancients. It's basically because it boils down to the greater philosophy, which again is my opinion that I placed on gear, but the and then the larger philosophy of like, what is Diablo three? Diablo three is a gear grinding game, but do we want it to be a grind or we do we want to build our gear do we just want it to be a, a useless meaningless grind and then we get a momentary satisfaction when we see a primal red beam which i think the primal red beam is the stupidest thing in the world because it goes against because okay fine there's a primal beam where's the ancient beam and then it's like okay it's a primal but it could still roll shit so it could still be a bad item so it's like okay, you're you're letting people know it's a primal before they identify it. So what's the point of having to identify it if you already know it's a primal? Like there's so many weird, nuancey, meaningless, probably oh. um, philosophies in there. But that's besides the point. I mean, so for those who don't know, have a document the infin- the infusion of the ancients and primals basically sound exactly what you may think they are. You take a base item as it is. And for the infusion of agents, you just increase it 10% value-wise up to three times. So it would be like a regular agent. 
or the infusion of primals is exactly what it is. It bumps it up by 30% and maxes out the, the affixes, uh, well, the primary, secondary, and the legendary power on it. But you still need to find that good base item. So you still need to find a Carly's point with 10% uh, with at least with at least damage, at least attack speed, and, and maybe even area damage or be able to roll area damage on it with a good secondary. And then you can use an infusion of primals on there. Now, in this current iteration of the game, that's relatively easy if you want to do it. But who says in the version next that the system would theoretically be in? That's, you don't get too many drops, but when you do, they matter more. And that's yeah. kind of the whole point. Because the even though I have very strong opinions on what uh, I say our red t-shirt guy did at BlizzCon when he asked that April's Fulja question when yeah. he when he talked to Lord Fluffy and he, they did an interview for temper, for about 30 minutes it seemed like a lot of his gripes were actually he actually didn't mind Diablo 3 that much but it seemed like a lot of his gripes boiled down to the sense of constant progression or at least the feeling of progression just dies in Diablo 3 past the first week weekend or week or two weeks after that you're just clamoring for that one percent upgrade so his big deal is like I want to feel like I upgraded I want to feel like I got a five percent or a ten percent upgrade and you know what that is a very valid a very fundamental thing to have there so if you strip away the RNG of if it's going to be ancient or primal and you put that on a higher tier item available in a higher part of the game that you have to reach before you could even do such a thing to your lower level gear but once like if, if I got like a death wish that's pretty good and it has the right things and I put and I use an uh, infusion of the ancients it's instantly 10% better and then it's 10% more better and then 10% more better that's a huge feeling. And if you're doing that to pieces of gear all over the place, you're going to feel that. You're going to have that hook. And that's why I, I made those items, along with the other items in there that do that. Nice. Hey, Shazam. Um, is there... I know you were going over the document. Is there anything else in the document that you just that you just got to talk about? Um, no, not really. I don't want to make this thing go like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we we are a little. It's okay. This one's gonna be yeah. a little longer show, which is fine. I, I don't care. Um, I didn't want to go exactly word for word over the whole document. It, it was my point. I just um, one thing I have to talk about. And I mean, I have to talk about is clan and community improvement. That's I, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit if you're uh, going over the document with us. Um, what did I do for that section? I have to remember. <laughs> another, before we get into that, one thing I really wanted to talk about, it's something I absolutely love, one of the systems I love in the game, Kanai's Cube. I think it really gave us a great improvement for the game. Um Although, I, I I thought that there were going to be like these secret recipes that they were going to sprinkle in the game, and then you know you could find them. Mm-hmm. But it 
turned out that they just were like, here's the system. And I kind of, so I want to talk about that too, but I want to go down to the uh, clan and community improvement because um, if you know, if, you, if you've heard me talk about clans and all that stuff, it's, um, I, I don't like the clan system currently. It, it just, it just isn't, I, I mean, it's, it's basically a chat system. It, More or less. The only real reason to be in a clan for me is so that I can, like, if I'm playing with you, I like to be in your community or your clan so that I can see what gear you got. Like, if we're playing together, it's the and, MP and I, system. No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't even use it for that. Like, okay, let's say I power level you, or we're playing together and we're, you know, both like running wizards or whatever, or crusaders or whatever we're playing. And the thing about the, the clan system is if, if I'm running with you, I see what you got and you can mm-hmm. see what I got and I can say, hey, check that shield out, man. Is that is that good for you? Um, you know, that kind of thing. I really think the strongest proportion of Diablo is going to be our community. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I know you had a thing in, in the clan community proportion where like the clan leader or, or people in the clan could could run a rift and then um, you know they could put it into the into the community section and say hey I beat this rift in you know ten minutes you know who can beat my time tie it or or whatever and and you could do like a whole leaderboard for that which is cool uh, but I really believe they need a massive massive upgrade clan community I I kind of want to get your thoughts on current iteration and what in the heck could they do to make this clan and community section better because it's it's basically a glorified chat channel yeah. i mean I, again I'll try, i mean i'll try to recap what i did and i'll try to go a little bit more above and beyond i'll try to keep it short um i mean first things first make clans bigger i mean we have to i mean granted when diablo 3 came out let alone Reaper Souls two years later. Twitch Twitch was getting there. It wasn't big, big, but it, it, was, it was getting there. It was close. I mean, you, you have people like Riker and Bloodshed and uh, Big Daddy Dan, who I think are like the top three pillars of the streaming uh, community. Maybe one or two others you could throw in there, uh, especially taking into consideration. I don't follow too many of the Euro people, um, but at least those three, I think, are like, if if one or two of them leave, like we are screwed <laughs> from the streaming community side, uh, as far as like having a presence at all. So, and each one of them could draw a crowd of three, four, five hundred, depending on what's happening. Let alone if we're gonna have a PTR that has any form of mass—I uh, want to say massive changes, but like actual, credible, tangible changes or updates or additions. Their viewer count could easily be six, seven, eight hundred, maybe even a thousand, especially with bloodshed. I've noticed. Um, so it's ludicrous to limit clans to 150 because uh, what are you going to do? They're going to they're, they're going to limit their their clans if they have one to the supporters. It's like you're actively saying, no, 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 no. Like, what's the justification? Database state. Database storage, get more storage. You're Blizzard. You're not an indie company. 
that is a statement I have said a couple of times for a couple yeah. of reasons. It's like, you're a AAA company, act like it. So that's the first thing I say in the document. And then, you know, your typical WoW style calendar, you know, it lists it lists all the official stuff. So, you know, when a season starts, when a season ends, when there's maintenance. Yeah. But then also allow officers or uh, clan leaders to put in custom events so you can actually organize stuff so people see that the clan is active. Let me be able to interact with the clan. You know, let a clan that's supposed to be a social element of the game actually be sociable. What a concept. Um, and then as you brought up the whole uh, running a rift thing. So this is an element where it's like, yes, it's called a temporal rift keystone. It is a bought item from the in-game store I bring up and I give a whole bunch of rules and regulations and philosophies and moral debates for the store. But we're not going to talk about that because that's that that's for your own home reading. That's your homework yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, audience. Um, but yeah, it's like you buy this temporal roof keystone if the if the um clan leader says hey i did this like 45 and 10 minutes uh let's see who gets the let's see who gets rank one by the end of the week and i'll give you like a battle net gift card for 20 bucks or if it's a a twitch streamer they go to their community and be like, okay, this is a really good rift. It has a really good layout and mobs. I saved it. I want to see what you guys can do with your characters. Whoever reaches rank, whoever reaches rank number one, I'll give you an MVP uh, badge. And it's like, again, it's the sociability aspect of the clan, but now you're allowing them to go beyond the game into their communities on Twitch. Again, something makes something sociable a lot of these ideas are actually based around twitch and streamers and giving more tools to those influencers and those people to allow them to do what they need to do to survive day to day because if it's going to be just this clan just this just this general chat box it really doesn't mean all that much yeah you have the item scroll when people get stuff but you could put that technology into party chat so at least the people you're partying with you see what they're getting so you could at least get that stuff you can't get anything from people in the clan if they got it because you can't trade with them so it's yeah. almost so that's why i called it the 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 envy scroll because you're like oh that mother got a primal death wish and i'm still stuck here with my non ancient Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I love, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, uh... so that's where a bulk of these things go. I mean, and then also, like, what could they do in the future? I think the future of social elements is exactly that. Whether you like social media or not, uh, whether you like Twitch or not, I think that's where it's headed. So ideas that rotate around either integrating Twitch for fun events like how other games have um i know there's a warhammer game i think i don't want to say renegade but i may be wrong completely where it's like give the streamer a health potion or give him a big nasty boss to deal with and everyone picks the big nasty boss because we're all masochists and we want to see the streamer die constantly <laughs> um but it's like stuff like that and then there's elements of integrating uh like just making the game more integrated with the 
Twitch itself. So if the streamer's like, hey, this is like my top donator, I want to be able to give him something directly in game through a Battle.net uh, login connection, which is already integrated into Twitch. So they just have to make the API for it and have something of value that the streamer can buy and give away that's not power creep um, and just do it. I mean, I think that's where the future is. I think that's where you get the most bang, bang for your buck development was and get the maximum profit from your community. And like, yeah, you, you can take some elements of Diablo 2, like, you know, keep the characters at the bottom, maybe have a lobby system where you have, um, you know, I create a game for trading or I create a game for uh, doing bounties. That's actually doing bounties and not just standing in town um, or doing greater rifts and not someone saying, hey, oh, I don't have keys. I'm going to do a regular rift. It's screwing it up for everybody else. Um, so I think that's where the future of the social aspects is and needs to be at minimum for it to be considered a actual community based system. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, um, I know you were saying like, you know, your guild leader or your clan leader could, uh, but I would, I would say open that for any individual in the clan because, you know, maybe Shazam isn't a guild leader, but Shazam is smoking. He is smoking a, a, a 110, you know, and he could put that 110 up and go, ha, see if you fools can beat this. It'd just be a bragging rights, like, you know, just mm-hmm. build the community. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could totally to it, be done. It's, it would just be a matter of, I guess, permission set in the settings. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> something that you could do. I'm just saying, like, I just don't like the current clan thing. It, I've said it a bunch of times. I've said it on the show a bunch. It's almost like they had this great idea that they were going to have clans, they were going to build communities, uh, they were going to do all this stuff, and then the budget got cut, or um, they ran out of time and was like, uh, put it in anyway. And, and I don't even think the game even started with clans, if I remember correctly. Am I, am I misremembering that? Mm. Did they add that later? Am I misremembering? No, it... It did start with clans and community because I because I had a I had a fan site at the time, and I was given I was since we were part of the influencers and everything, uh, we were given advanced creation opportunity for our, for a clan for the website if we wanted to. So. Uh, at mm. the time, it was Grindy XP, so I was able to come up with a clan name and was able to get it in because they wanted to make sure the influencers, the podcasters, oh, okay. the yeah. the websites were able to have that someone didn't like like stealth uh, their uh, clan. So you know, you have you have someone, you have some Joe Schmo running around with like Leviathan's clan. <laughs> And Leviathan well, would have that this like weird janky thing, but yeah, yes, to answer your question, yeah, it, it they were in at launch. I remember that. My my point is, 
it does not feel does not feel like a completed system that blizzard it doesn't feel like a blizzard level quality completed system it just doesn't not yeah i would i would tend to agree more with that statement than not like i've said like an hour and a half ago a couple of times there are unfortunately I feel, in my opinion too many systems that feel like they're halfway done or they were good for the time but were never circled back to and they need that circling back to yeah. okay um, one last thing from me um, and then I'll let you do one last thing and Shazam's already said that you know it's we've gone over stuff <laughs> it, it, it is fine but uh, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, was like I mentioned a few seconds ago was the Kanias Cube and I'm I'm, I'm liking I'm, I'm really liking because that's a, to me that's one of my favorite um, I couldn't believe that they were going to let us get a, a cube you know this was like mm-hmm. back in the day like a Roderick Cube you know it had this tremendous power and I love the way that they set it up where uh, Zoltan Cool, you know, he he's building this thing and, and he, you know, he, I, I love the story behind it. I like the whole Kanai's, you know, they named it after uh, King Kanai. Everybody knows that story. I'm sure if you don't go listen to uh, Jen's Lore, um, the, her last episode, Jen's Lore Corner, um, boogajen.net, if my mind, my brain. Anyway, you can go to bookagen.net and listen to that. She'll talk. She talks all about it. She has a whole little corner on it. Um, phenomenal story. Unfortunately, the guy passed away, so they named the cube after him. Um, one of my favorite things of Reaper of Souls, um, and I, I, I really, I really was excited about, especially the augments. Um, you know. I love the fact that you can take a yellow and, and upgrade it to a, a legendary, mm-hmm. or you can take a set piece if you're, you know, if you're having bad luck, you can't get gloves. Maybe you get two or three pairs of shoulders. You can turn shoulders and try to turn them into gloves. Those kind of things. I love the recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, you really dug into this. And I wanted to go. This was like my last thing for this document. And and let me say real quick before we do go into this. There is a ton of stuff we are not talking about today, so please, please, please <laughs> yes, go there read. Is. Yes, there is. This is barely scratching this document. We covered maybe about we, a third. I know that we, we're, we're an hour, and I don't know, two hours into the show, and I know we're normally an hour long, so, so I apologize about that, but I really thought it to be important to go into this and just touch some of the great things that are in this document. And I wanted to talk about Kanias Cube. This is my last thing. So if you want to go into the Kanias Cube upgrade and just kind of touch some of the systems real quick. Yeah, I mean, uh, there were th- I added three additional Kanias Cube recipes, and I wanted to be careful because I because Kanias Cube right now is a powerful tool, but it's kind of a catch-all because if you if you really analyze all the recipes that are in there, half of them, more than half of them, just deal with with gear in some way, form, or fashion. It's like there's three recipes that deal with transmuting one one material into another one. But well, why are you doing that? 
most likely because you need whites because you you ran through all your whites and you need to upgrade more rares or you need to or you're trying to get a primal with the bounty materials or you're just trying to get that sixth uh, uh, piece of gear with the, the set transfer so a lot of Kanai's Cube deals with uh, armor and I wanted to be careful not to add more things that dealt with it or at least if it was it was a higher tier of recipe if that makes sense so the first uh, recipe uh, dealt with augments and it dealt with uh, now granted I'm mentioning it's going to sound in a, it's going to be like a vacuum thing it's going to sound like terrible but you have to read the section because then it all makes sense and this is the Paragon section for reference uh, for you audio listeners but the first uh, recipe is basically speed leveling gems like we're at the point where we can do 100s and 110s leveling augments is a freaking slog it takes forever it and, and it's and there, there comes a point where Okay, you're doing a grind, the grind is there, and then you're doing a grind, and it just sucks. So, the speed leveling of gems is ba- is a, again, it's an effort in, effort out base solution. So, what you do, what, what happens is, there's a, the precursor to this is really that a uh, new class of legendary gem was, I added, and it's for augmentation purposes only, and you get it through Kadala with blood shards. So you don't have to do the stupid dropping a gem on the ground, risking losing it if it's a high-level gem. Or if you're a hardcore player, you have to drop a gem to do a GR to get another gem, which you're, which basically means you have to risk your GR character just to get a gem, just to level it for augmenting. So again, this is un- this was the first system that I felt was really janky and has really bad loose ends on it. Because like, how could they introduce this and then think we were giving the player no means of getting a g- gems for augmentation? And when we're, we got into the 90s, 100s, 110s, let alone the high-end players who are getting 130, 140 augmenting gems, a ways of getting those gems quickly, where it's not a slog. So this recipe, basically, you take the new gem, you take a greater rift key, because I felt, okay, if you're not going to run the greater rift to get the gem, you have to give up a key. You know, a balance in materials versus what you get. And then, you know, Forgotten Souls and DBs, whatever materials the developers felt was balanced quote unquote and then for every 10 levels of solo based progression not multiplier solo based progression you got uh, a augmentation gem instantly with five levels per 10 levels of progression so to make it easy if you cleared a greater rift 100 uh you would be able to make a full round of level 50 augmentation gems right off the bat and you could put that on your farming gear and your farming gear would be more powerful but it didn't suck away time from you um having to set a set time away to do lower level grs and not pushing like let's put the focus where it needs to be that's what that recipe was about. Um, the second one was basically, again, harking back to the Chaldeum Coliseum with charms versus talismans. And that's just basically a conver- uh, combination uh, recipe because people have also complained 
what do we do with gems nowadays? Like we have stacks of thousands, if not five, if not stacks of of five thousands by the end of a season. What do we do with these things? It's been a constant plaguing problem of this game for a while. So that's why talismans came in. So essentially, what you would do is you would take a charm that you really liked, and as an example, I have a charm in there that it's a uh, it's like a rare hand of it. And then there's a, uh, a magic hand of it. And the, and each one of those focuses around either rare items or magic items or legendary items. And basically it is when those charms are socketed into your gear, you auto pick up those pieces. But it's not through a pet that you pay for or it's not through a pet that's just there. It's like, no, you, you have to at least put some thought into it. And it basically makes it like, okay, you're going to have to socket like five or six of these to so pick up everything automatically. So it's going to go in your farming gear. It's not something you can wear on your pushing gear. So it, that's also another level of thought. So with this Kanai's Cube Recipe, you take a charm you want to go. You take two uh, Flawless Royal Gems of any type. And you kind of crush it all together. So you get you get the effect of the gem. And you get half the effect of each of the flawless royal uh, flawless royal gems. So if you want a full effect of say a royal, you put into royal emeralds. But to say, hey, you know what? I want some all resist and some dexterity for my demon hunter. So you use a diamond and an emerald, and you just use that with all your charms, and you put that in all your sockets. So you get a, so you still get some of that dexterity, but you get some of that all resistance, and it's a higher tier version of gems. It's a, it's a sink for your gems because you're gonna go go through them much more quickly. So the broken crown is actually much more important during the course of the season, and it just introduces a heck of a lot more customizability so to speak and it adds another level of gameplay and then quite simply the last kind of cube recipe it if you actually read the flavor description and who said it at the end uh that w it's actually uh after bloodshed <laughs> it's actually shed inverted and then of course it's a it the main ingredient is a token of blood so that's what it is. So basically what that revolves around is you get a token of blood from the Pandemonium Gate. It's a rare drop. And what it does is you put that in with the normal recipe to re-roll a legendary item. But what it's for is that you put it in with a uh, basically a primal item. And it keeps the primal class, but it re-rolls the affixes. But you need that token of blood which is a very which is a rare drop to begin with so it's it's like the tippy top of mount everest as far as gear min maxing like it's something like like you have like if i had a death wish and i'm playing star pact so it has the attack speed it has the damage and it has a good secondary but i need that area damage but i can't give this one up but you got another primal that's useless but you're gonna take a chance on it that's like that's where this item comes in that's the level of min maxing you need to be at for this recipe to actually be functional so this is like a min maxers uh recipe it's really not suited for the common folks so to speak but it's still good to have because it's 
because then it gives those people who want to grind, who want to put in the time, a way to further min-max their character. It gives them the option. And I think with a lot of what I want to do, what I did with this document, it's about giving the player the opportunity. Maybe not maybe not a, the handout, but it gives them the opportunity. And I think that's what we need to do. So that's what this recipe was uh, based around. Yeah, I liked great ideas. I love it. Uh, like I said, I, I, I love the Can I Ask Cube. Um, and I think, like I said, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have like these secret recipes stashed throughout the world. I kind of thought that's what it was going to be. You know, like you could maybe if you ran some certain content and, and you killed a certain guy in a certain amount of time or something or other, uh, you could get like a certain recipe for it and then no one else would have it and you would have it, you know, kind of thing. Which, which they could implement that still. Um, I thought maybe there was going to be these secret recipes like nobody knew about. And then maybe Leviathan or somebody finds out and puts it on Twitch. And then I know about <laughs> it, you know, kind of thing. I think Dedem- that kind of stuff Dedem- would be cool. says otherwise. <laughs> well, okay, I understand that data mining. I understand that that kind of ruins it. But, I understand that. But, I mean, it, wouldn't it be cool to have, like, these secret... Oh, yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? like, it, it, it would be yeah. awesome. Uh, I, I just like I said I, I love the Kanai's Cube it, it's it's one of my favorite part of the games so I definitely couldn't uh, do this document without talking about it um, with that said uh, I'll ask Shazam is there anything else in this thing that you that you have to talk about um harken back to the, the clan system I, I know I know Wild does it and and Blizzard takes a lot of stuff that um, from all their other games and implements it to their other games and stuff like that. But, okay, let's say clan rewards. There's four people that are in a group. They do a Greater Rift 100. That unlocks an achievement where you get a pet or you get something in the game that says, hey, this, this clan has done a Greater Rift 100 as a clan. So yeah, they have, they have this pet, you know, as in, as in, wow, like you did like Firelands or something and you got this, you got this sweet mount that was, you know, like a Phoenix or whatever, and you could fly around on and not everybody had it because not everybody did Firelands and stuff like that as a, as a clan or a guild. So that'd be pretty awesome if they added that to, um, to Diablo, yeah. which is, you know, it's just taking... Just adding more art to the game, which reskinning pets or you know anything like that, but that adds more collection and you know wings and stuff like that. Just adds more collecting that people would want to do, and then they would want to they would be like want to be in this clan versus that clan because this clan has it and you know the other clan doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. I mean, I like I like that idea because again, it gives you goals. That she can work towards, you know. Uh, we we want to get that uh, fire cat or whatever, you know, for the clan. So let's let's get people together. Uh, that could be uh, utilized in in the calendar. Like, hey, on Saturday at uh, at nine o'clock central, uh, we're we're gonna get in there. And we're gonna try to get that fire cat or whatever. But you know, that's these are systems that that you can tie together to make the a, a stronger community. 
like what we were talking about before. I, yeah. I like your idea, man. That, that's, you know, borrow from other other places, you know, and and put this put this kind of stuff in here because the most important thing about any Blizzard game, I don't care if you're playing Hearthstone or uh, all the Heroes game or um, you know Overwatch or whatever, WoW, Diablo, Starcraft. It doesn't matter what game you're playing. The most important part of all those games is the community. I mean, it just it just is. It, and without the community, would any of us still be playing Diablo 3? I don't think I would. No. Um, I, I mean, at this point, the game is living off of its community, and, and that's, that's the frightening thing. It's like it's living off of its community, and some of the community... Some of the community has left. Some of it has gone to other places because they need to to survive. Again, your streamers and your podcasters and uh, influencers. Like it, it, it's not just it's not a it's not a decision that's made lightly or uh, without thought. It's one made credibly. Like this is my job. This is the age that we live in. I need to evaluate and they've made a switch. I just hope that whatever comes next, they can easily switch back and be the same, if not better. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll ask uh, Dread Scythe here. Is there anything else in this document that we did not go over that you absolutely 100% have to talk about? Um, I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything. I, if anything, I would say... This like this the stash tab uh, section, uh, the economic section. I mean those uh, those two things I really wasn't planning on, but I made comments because economics is a funky place, and that section was was like the best subjective opinionated I could be. Um, granted, I mean I would feel the only other section I would say I really liked, but it gave me the biggest trouble. And I and like image wise, because a lot a lot of the process to do this article is I either had really good images and then I was able to make do the writing up around those images or I did the writing and then did the images and then the images forced me to rewrite my sections like iteration, you know, that word we hear from the actual developers. It happened a lot. And that's what the skills section was skill section, the skill selects image which is the last image in that section that's the fifth version <laughs> there are four iterations and they're all completely different the first version i love it but it makes no sense the third version it's it's like close but you can't tell what some of the elements are so i had to kind of strip it down make it easier to visually know like okay this is your elemental focus these are your three rooms. It's very clear. It's very apparent. It's very focused. It's very, it's, it's very readable. And even though it may not be the most flashiest thing, which I had, which I still have an image of, because I I still have all the past versions, it's what works. And that's what I learned a lot doing this document. It's like sometimes you just have to cut away the fat and just say, no, this is what works stop adding complexity or if you're or sometimes you want to add complexity but you're forcing it and it just makes things worse so you have to take a step back 
be be humble and just say fine this is what it is and this is what's gonna work and that's what the skill section was but i love the skill section because i feel it gets to the heart of what i feel is wrong with the game now everyone says oh sets are ruining the game because you have to build around them or sets are the pro or the problem because of the crazy huge multipliers or or legendary items don't mean it all all those arguments around gear are completely secondary to the skills because if each individual skill was more concentrated and if there were fewer but better quality rune type options that whether it's what the game has now or the system i implement then you could have more build diversity from the ground up from the class itself rather than relying on the uh handicap of items because you know a demon hunter for example multi-shot is useless unless you have uh the set or the lawn set to go with it you drain your you drain your hatred too fast even more so with impale impale is a useless skill because you can only do two or three before you run out of hatred uh, a, a wizard, a, a Tal's wizard. Okay, that's great and all, but if we don't have the buff or and or the shielding, you you sink like a rock. And there's plenty of examples that if you don't have the set, the skills are crap, and that's where the problem is. The skills were that we have now were built for a balance system when it was still vanilla. That's why we have balanced by item philosophy. That's why we have sets. That's why we have all these things because it is just flat out easier for the developers to balance the classes through gear rather than having to constantly tweak the skills. And the skills are still back in the prehistoric days of Diablo 3 uh, vanilla. So in the next iteration of the game, we have to concentrate what each skill means concentrate the variance of it and make each skill worth it to be part of that class and if it's average or meh get rid of it or fix it so that's why anything that's in the case in the game as far as rooms or elemental focuses or um armor or sets which is a completely different thing and i'm not going to go into it or anything else whether it's in my document or not amplifies the skills rather than the skills amplifying the other way around it's a very it, what we have right now is a very backwards uh building of a, of a class right now it's like oh i want to be a multi-shot demon hunter for forming bounties so i just need my set i just need this i need this i need this and then i just set my skills to this there's more emphasis on the gear than there is on the skills the next iteration of the game has to be an emphasis on the skills and then focusing around finding gear that complements those skills that's, but that's also very hard, and that's what I try to at least start with the skill select section. Well, um, like I said, we didn't touch everything in this document. Um, so if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or whatever, uh, you know, we're going to put the link uh, again in the community section of our Discord. Um, I'm sure there's other ways to find this, and I'm sure, uh, Tread, you could say that here in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, but do yourself a favor because, one, this, 
honestly blew me away because the quality of the document, you can tell that you sat down, you talked to people, you got ideas from the community, you worked, you can tell you worked a lot on it. The quality of the document is very high. I mean, even you got images, you know, the, the writing is very good. I, I immensely enjoyed that document. It's one of the reasons why I want to have you on the show, you know, just to kind of go over some of the ideas. I love ideas about the game. I love thinking about the game. I, I, I love, like, when I have a build and it challenges me, you know, oh, I'm going to put these gloves on because it, it buffs this. And, and you know, I, of course, everything's kind of like a, cut, a, a cookie-cutter type situation yeah. now where you go to YouTube or... Uh, I don't know where we're going to go anymore <laughs> to find deals, but, you know, I like ideas. Like I was saying before, we've had a session where we were talking about seasonal themes, that kind of thing. It was a lot of fun. So reading your document, I had a lot of fun, and I, I wanted to thank you uh, because it's well, very well put together. And, and, and really, if you're listening to this please go check it out uh, this guy put a lot of work um even if you don't like every idea or if you don't like any of the ideas or um you know maybe just it, it'll get your brain going and maybe you'll start thinking you know uh i don't like this blah 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 but this is something they could do so this is a like a conversation starter to me um i want to congratulate you on your on your effort on, on your progress of, of the document and thank um, you is there anybody you want to give a shout out to uh because what, what i was going to do was i was going to do the document and then i was going to do the, the regular show stuff but whoo we went way <laughs> this is a long show uh and I'll, I'll apologize to our editors i know they're, they're normally like about an hour show so um, sorry <laughs> but it, it i thought it was something really important to do um because like I said I, I like the document so much and I like your effort and, and I really appreciate it as a community member it's not like you got paid to do this document well maybe you got paid but I don't know but anyway oh, oh man, uh, man you know, it's not I, like if I, if I could have got a good hourly wage for this shit oh god man I could have had a much better Christmas <laughs> just for somebody to do this out of like a passion project man phenomenal anyway I'll, I'll let you um you know, give any shout outs you want and just say goodbye to our community because I'm not going to do like the weeks or whatever we normally do with the uh, hey, what are you else have you been doing outside the game? Because we're just going to say goodbye and close the show because yeah. it's been a little long. So I'll let you uh, any shout outs uh, um, to any people or, or any. I mean, anybody. If, I think if I had to do a, a general shout outs, uh, just the Diablo 3 community in general, I mean, we are a small tight-knit community we are rambunctious we are ravenous we can be borderline insane but we know what we want and we fight for it we we still have the same vigor in us that we did when diablo 3 was launching there may not be nearly as many of us but we still have the same attitude and we need to carry that forward because when diablo 4 comes out there's going to be a whole new group of people coming in and we need to set an example um in the document, I have a, a whole epilogue, uh, like a page and a half epilogue, and where I just thank a whole bunch of people. There's two other big 
well, compared to my document, they're small, but they're still big in their own respects, uh, concept ideas. Uh, and I put links to them in there. Um, Nine Bull and Leviathan, I, I think that separately because they they got me to Blizz Pro when I was uh, quitting my third and last fan site, and that's what kept me playing Diablo 3 in general. So if it wasn't for them getting me to Blizz Pro, I probably would have just faded, and I wouldn't be where I am today in the community. Um, and then again, uh, my brothers in arms, Nine, Shepard, and Lion Sword. You actually see their names pop up in a couple of the different uh, images. <laughs> I got their permissions, but I wanted to make sure they were mortalized in here a couple of times. Because literally over the last couple of years, some of these ideas I've spouted off and we've kind of bounced back and forth with these ideas and concepts. And they've, like, we've talked three hours about this. I've talked about this some of these aspects with them for years so yeah <laughs> if you think this episode got dry and boring towards the end with with me talking try listening to it a couple of times over the over the last couple of years so they were troopers i wanted to thank them especially um but last and not least like seriously the diablo 3 community team God, like what they have to deal with, especially after BlizzCon and, and like what what any fair minded person knows is going to happen, you know, when this is announced or this is done or this is shown or the, or this Twitter thing is done. It's like they have, they put up with so much and it's their job and they love what they do. They honestly do. And it's not a Blizzard fanboy moment. It's like a human mo it's a human thing it's like they generally love what they're doing and they're doing the best they can with what they have and yeah other people can make comments about that but it's like it's not the point they they do what they do because they love it and we can't be railing against them because they are our middleman to the developers because if we lose them or if they leave because they feel they're not doing their job when we get new people they could easily just kind of cut the community off and then the pathway to the development team is just kind of lost. So we have to evaluate and appreciate them and know and say that they matter. And I wanted to make sure that the community team knew they mattered. And then an order of magnitude above that somehow, some way is just thanking the development team. Cause I've had many, many hours of treasured, as I say, exactly uh, treasured conversation treasured hours of conversations with people like Travis Day, like John Yang, like uh, Don Vu, uh, Josh Mascara. Never got to meet um, Jay Wilson. I wish I could because I, I think I, like a few people at Blues Pro, would buy him a drink just for the shit that he took on. Like He probably didn't have to. <laughs> But it saved a heck of a lot of people on the development team from getting that anger. And I think he did what he felt he needed to do, which was misdirect people's anger. I think he knew he had to do that, or I think he felt he had to do that. And I think it saved a lot of the development team from leaving uh, at the end of the day. Because they didn't have to deal with the pressures of a community that was basically gunning to kill them at that point. Um, and last but not least is also Wyatt Chang. I mean... The Godfather of Storytime, Storytime with Wyatt at BlizzCon. I mean, <laughs> th those things were are always awesome, and I hope even if I'm not at BlizzCon this year, um, that somehow, some way, it returns, and maybe someone will sneak me a, a bootleg recording. 
because that's rule number one of story time. If you figure out where it is, you're not allowed to record it. Not because secret stuff is out there. It's just, it's just meant to be a small thing for the community to enjoy. And we've stated that before. It's been mentioned. But, I mean, it, it, it's re- this whole document was made for the community and every aspect of the community, from the developers to the new the new blood coming in. I mean, that's where the focus was, and that's where the heart was. Well, all right, sir. Whoo! What a what a document that is, man. I I I immensely enjoyed it. Uh, and at this point, I'm gonna let Shazam say anything he wants to say about that, and then say goodbye to the community, and then I will say goodbye to the community and close our show. I appreciate you coming on, um, Dread, and appreciate being part of your clan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it may wind up being my clan. I don't know. I've just looked at the eyeball about that. <laughs> well, the same clan. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really doesn't. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, appreciate you coming on, and... Um, Hopefully we'll have you back. It's always nice to see somebody other than the, the three main people on. Well, now three main people. It used to be two or one. <laughs> but, would, um, would have any reservations about that, you know, in due time. Yeah. But um, hopefully see you back. And um, to the people listening... I'm sure I'll see you guys all next week, and um, you guys all have a good one. All right. Um, to our community, I know this is a long show. To our editors, sorry, but I thought this was <laughs> a, a, an important thing to dread. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and doing the, you know, letting us use your content, you know, going over it with us. Uh, man. Uh, I, I think you're a super cool dude and uh, I, I really hope that you continue the work you're doing I, I, I really enjoy it and uh, just my hat's off to you sir and uh, with that you've been listening to episode 203 of the Shadow Soul Stone your Diablo community podcast missed an episode, I don't know why but you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shadowsoulstone.com with your support you can help the show grow, become a Patreon at patreon.com slash soulstone join us in game our in game community and clan both named shatter soulstone are open to anyone who would like to join you can join us on discord I don't know why you wouldn't uh, for the ultimate teaming community based experience find the discord invitation link on twitter facebook and as well as our shatter soulstone website the show is powered by you the listener Send your contributions, thoughts, questions, and, and feedback to show at ShatterSoulStone.com. Yeah, send us email and money. We like both. Um, <laughs> we love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at, show, at ShatterSoulStone. You can find Vesperterio at, at Vesperterio1189. You can find me, Degreed, at Degreed1812. I'm sure Dred's got a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at Dread Scythe. Very you easy. Um, you can find the show Facebook page at you now Facebook.com, Shattered Soulstone, and Vesperio at 
Facebook.com. That's material 1189. Uh, we'd like to extend a huge thank you to Metro's of Don Forge Productions for hosting our Loop Deviant show. You can find more shows from Don Forge at www.donforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at Santa Soulstone, over 202 or 202 episodes for your listening pleasure. Don Forge! Don Forge. This podcast brought to you by Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2019. Get more at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>